Cheshire Podcast is coming to you on what I guess is technically a bank holiday here in the Republic of Ireland. I wouldn't know. I had to bloody work. So just another day on the calendar for me. Uh, joining me as always, my ever-dependable co-hosts. First of all, a man who it was just another Monday for us, Mr. Joe Towner. Hello. Good Monday, everybody. Good Monday to you, sir. And also with us is Mr. Paul Griffin. I also didn't know it was a bank holiday, but I'm not. I wasn't working because I'm I'm in the midst of a two and a half week vacation sojourn. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't. I. But I, I guess today isn't taken out of my holidays. Uh, technically, my annual uh, leave allowance because I do get paid bank holidays off. One of the perks yeah. of the, the job. Um. So yeah. So yeah. I'm not back in work till the twenty first. Oh. Bibi. Ooh, very enjoyable. This. Although I haven't been spending it relaxing, I've been taking, taking tiles out of an ensuite and painting the room. Ooh. So I have like a half painted room. I'm sitting here in here today. I still have flecks of paint on my hand. Probably you won't Ooh, be able to pick that what, up. Working man. I have some me elbow I had to scrape off. Ah, paint. Oh, also I got painting my hair for the first time. Oh today. no, because I was painting one wall, Joe. As a man who paints walls, you'll be familiar with this. Um, I was painting one wall, and then I got to the corner. I started painting the other wall, and I was trying to paint between the radiator and yeah. the little in the little corner. And my mm. head pressed into oh, the wet no. paint on the adjacent wall. I was like, "Oh, oh what, it's comical what an amateur." Anyway, it's looking good. Um, it's only kind of this half of the room is painted. Mm. This half isn't, and this is where all my stuff is. So it's going to be a bit more of a pain to move pieces around but uh yeah so i've been doing that as i said taking up tiles in the ensuite we're getting that whole mm. shower out and a new one in so we had the, we had the the hammer at the tiles taking the tiles out cleaning that up as well not a lot of diy this week that i've been off yeah you've been really putting in the, you've been making use of that free time mm. yeah well i need to uh well I've been, I mean, I've been uh, doing the opposite of of cool, like manly DIY tile pa- uh, paint uh, uh, things. Mm. Uh, I I I upgraded my personal computer this week. Let me tell oh. you, like a right little nerdlinger. I need more kilobytes. I can't. I'm I'm dropping frames. Um, I I I have a a um uh what was like a sort of low mid tier like gaming PC from about five years ago, which right. wasn't hot when I got it. Um, and to, to show how like Fisher price babies first upgrade, this is I've never, I've never opened a personal computer ever and done anything to it. Not even swapped out a hard drive. Uh, but this model I have, this Acer thing it has, it has like preordained open me here to upgrade the RAM, open me here oh. to upgrade the the, mm. the the hard drive. So I didn't even have to actually open the thing itself. It has it has fucking baby's first upgrade on it. So basically uh, it's just I, I didn't do any act- actual super meaningful stuff there, but I I got a couple of sticks of RAM uh um uh um I saw them on sale and I grabbed them. I, I was somehow 
I mean, I this might not mean anything to anyone, but I was operating with just eight gigabytes of RAM on my my <sighs> personal computer, which, I mean, you can get tablets with more than that. I mean, you might as well be banging a stone off a stick, Barry. <laughs> I, might as well, I might as well be doing this podcast on a Nintendo 64, all right? Mm-hmm. I might as well just get, I'm sure they probably made some kind of, like, can 1996 I mean, modem and a microphone that plugs into those weird slots in the front. It's off a Game Boy camera. Use Game that. Boy camera. Um, so uh, I, I made the jump from eight to 32 i was like i want to future proof myself here a little bit yeah and it, it, it's funny because it was a, it was a it was a pretty basic upgrade i'm not gonna i wouldn't put any more money into this laptop it's so old i need a new one but mm. i kind of sat down and i was like that's not on the budget anytime soon so i'm gonna have to do some work to this one and honestly it's kind of it's it's fucking great i can have upwards of i can have more than two chrome tabs open now which is cool <laughs> what um i've got i've got like like i was in proper kind of like um like I had to turn off, you know how certain apps just like start up on your laptop when you start mm. when you start up Windows. I had to turn all that shit off because it would take a half hour to boot the fucking thing. It's like oh your your you know Steam is loading up and Discord and you don't even think about opening Chrome until those have had their little panic attack. Now everything now everything is just up and it's just working and it's zippy and it's fast and nice. it's like it's it's made the day to day of the of of the navigation of the, of the PC a lot better. So um before you know it. I'll be I'll, I'll be just mining tons of crypto. You know what I mean. I'm gonna, <laughs> up, up next, new GPU going in there, leaving it on all night. But yeah, so that was that was that was about the peak of my excitement uh, this week in the real in the real world. What about you, Joe? What have you been up to? Uh, not a lot really. Pretty quiet mm. week. Had some nice fish and chips yesterday. Oh, um, so that was good. Before we, the reason yeah we're a day late. Usually we do Sunday. Today's Monday. Uh, mm. Was at the cinema last night. Uh, so they we're we have a membership for the local uh, picture house cinema so michelle and i both have memberships and they do a weekly uh free screening just for members so they only do it once a week but you can you can go and check that out for free so we went and saw blue jean uh, which is a movie i'll review later on lovely before that we had some lovely fish and chips at the old fish and chip shop and it was mm. uh, quite delightful Ooh, lots of salt lots of salt and vinegar uh lots of ketchup or oh, the old fish and chips very nice so it was good that was weekend really oh and i mowed the lawn uh finally we had a day without rain because i haven't mowed the lawn in about a month it's getting a bit bit wild mm. uh, so i was out there mowing it and then suddenly it started raining um but i was just so fucking angry at how much it's been raining i, I refused <laughs> to stop i just started running around the lawn like a maniac with this lawnmower just to finish off the final like third of it real and, midlife uh, crisis vibes yeah 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 and i got it i got it done and then like so i'm out the front garden so i had to wheel the lawnmower around the side of the house out the back up to the shed shove it in close the door and jog back inside to uh avoid getting pissed on but uh yeah i got it done that's the most important thing so that was the the excitement i did actually have one other thing i did this week so on thursday i went out for a nice walk because as joe mentioned it wasn't raining joe would be proud hit the thirty-one thousand steps nice wow good going Blistered the old feet right up, mm. um, because I made the mistake. I did th- I did thirty one thousand steps the the Thursday, and then I went into the city center for a concert on the Friday, mm. standing for uh, for you know hours on feet that have been just beaten the day before. Uh, but yeah, I went to see a little band called We Are Scientists. Uh, reviewed their album earlier this year, their new yeah, album. Yeah, I remember that very positively. Uh, show was great. It was in a venue I've not been in, Opium Live, oh. in uh, in Dublin City Centre. It's a it's a nightclub. Uh, 
that they open up also for concerts and the like gigs as the kids call it mm. uh yeah it was really really good we we uh we showed up 15 minutes before doors there was no one there <laughs> no queue whatsoever uh so we went for a walk around the block came back and there was a, a few had <laughs> showed up we got in into the venue and there was a an irish support band who were very good sick love uh and then we are scientists came out and uh, and played their show for an hour and a half it was really good where are uh, we scientists from uh new york new york baby love the Mets. a new york pop rock indie outfit uh that i very much enjoyed the concert was really really good um one of those ones where the venue is so small, kind of like a Tivoli style venue, where lovely, yeah, yeah, you have a good view no matter where you are. So we just kind of leaned up against the wall and stay there for the whole show, and it was it was perfect. Um, really, really good. Yeah, it was nice because I only remembered uh, the day before that they were playing. <laughs> I I had mentioned months ago to my brother, hey, we are scientists are coming, maybe we should go. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we'll go. And then it kind of went out of my mind, and then I remembered on um, Thursday. I said, when is that? Because I had in my head it was the end of August, start of September. And it was actually the day after. So I was still able to get tickets. Very cheap, 25-year-old tickets. That's not bad for an actual um, intimate venue. No, that's that, that's kind of, you know, with, with with all the news about Taceway mm. and ticket prices lately, to mm, spend 25, mm, mm. 25 bones on a band you like the day before, go into yeah. the venue, have a great view, great concert. I mean, th- that's much my preference now. With, with with my age and my knees, uh, then go on to see something in Slain again, for example. Yeah. Like I've done Slain, I'll probably never do Slain again. I had that exact thought after I did Slain. I was like, I can't. I was having a uh, we were having a conversation on the bus on the way back, the miserable, cramped bus with no legroom with everyone stinking of shite and booze. Like, who would you come back to Slain for? And I was like, I can't think of a living artist I would ever want. It was great, but I just you know, I one and done for me. I the little venues I think are are they are the real they're the real uh, kind of cool. They'd have thing. to be like we're doing all in two in Slain. Oh, that'd be class. Then maybe, but um <laughs> I was just yeah the same. Getting out of Slain was nearly as long as the concert itself. Yeah. I felt like um, I much now prefer to go to a small venue, the mm. Academy or Whelan's or one of these ones, and just lean against the wall for the <laughs> for the whole show with a, with a great view, great view. Um, so that was really nice. That's the first concert I've been to since the pandemic. Oh, really? As well, yeah. Um. Last one, I think, was Ghost in the Three Arena. Hmm. That would have been in, like, f- December or February 2020, around that. I saw Ghost and Tenacious D back-to-back. I don't remember which was first, but that since then, nothing. And now we are scientists. So, yeah, it was excellent. Really, really great. And I wonder if seeing them live now is going to bias me when I'm doing my uh, album of the year when we come to it. But All those songs live were great. And the, and the good thing was is on the album, those songs are very synth-heavy. Uh, and live is just guitar, bass, and drums. So it's kind of like a different sound to those same album songs. It's re- really, really interesting. But uh, yeah, big, big, big thumbs up on that. Lovely stuff. Speaking uh, of All In. Gig review. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, Al TK tuned into the show last week. So, all right. He called it all hands on deck meeting. He said, the boys are losing faith. He said, if you, he, he threw a tape across the desk. He said, if you heard this, 
Have you heard the CSP episode this week? <laughs> they got that tapes now. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no, boss, I haven't heard it. I left my cassette player at home. <laughs> uh, we do have we do have some all in matches. Fun, funnily enough, two of them I just noticed on AEW socials today. There was there was open chat. There was challenges put out on Collision, which I guess technically have not been accepted yet. So they're like hyping matches, but framing them as "Ooh, will will the challenge be accepted?" But uh, right. So we have got um, uh, uh, as we will kind of we'll, we'll get into the specifics on the um, uh, the TV reviews. But uh, MJF versus Adam Cole is is official for the World Championship. <laughs> And you would have to imagine that's the main event uh, as the title match and as the first match announced. And also, realistically, as the biggest thing on the show right now. I mean, the, you know, the the, right. the, the kind of ratings powerhouse that that thing has turned into. Uh, and then we got um, we got challenges thrown out, presumably to be accepted on, on, on Wednesday or, or next Saturday for FTR versus the Young Bucks and Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. Um, and then obviously we still have the the rumored stuff of Jericho versus Osprey and Grado versus Jarrett. Um, let's stick with the let's stick with the the confirmed matches for now. Uh, what are we making of the card and um, and the build? I'm kind of in two minds about it because I feel like for a full gear or a double or nothing i would look at this card and i'd go yeah you know good matches good mm-hmm. matches i think with the caveat of what they're they've already kind of dropped the pretense and a couple of times they've just called it the biggest wrestling show ever um i i, I don't know if i'm really blown away by it uh what do you make of it uh joe um no i agree i think i mean good three good matches right i'm yeah. sure the actual matches themselves would be very very good um, but it does feel like a kind of regular pay-per-view, not a greatest pay-per-view of all time, WrestleMania level event. They're, they're all rematches for a start so far, and two of which we've seen on TV in the last like six weeks. Mm. <laughs> I would expect like for a show like this that we get a few fresh matches, hopefully, and not just Jericho versus Osprey. Um, so whereas I look at on paper and I go, oh, you know, Bucks FTR, like I think we all would have said that would have been the perfect place to do it, and it would be great. Yeah. Like the you know the build's been non-existent. It's just kind of oh by the way we want to we should wrestle each other. Okay, yeah, cool, let's go with that. Um, MJF Adam Cole again. I think really good match, but as a main event for this show, I don't know. And then Punk versus Joe, I am not particularly sold on. Um, unless you're a big Ring of Honor fan back in the day, mm. I don't see how this is like some huge match. Like it's it's good. I was kind of excited when they first started teasing that before Punk came back. I thought, oh, that'd be cool. But then they did it a month ago. We've seen it. But yeah. it's not like, this isn't like, oh my God, after 17 years, we're finally going to get the next CM Punk Samoa Joe match. Can Punk finally beat Samoa? Oh, he beat him with a roll-up in yeah. 15 minutes the other day. That, that is that is increasingly weird. Like, I know the, the decision, the, 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 the idea they were going for was, oh, the roll-up, he didn't really beat him. So th- mm-hmm. this is the real match. I was like, I... I'm with. I still wouldn't have done that. I, it, it was the it was in the Owen as well. It was kind of like you you could have done ten million other things instead mm-hmm. of doing that match. Uh, it felt maybe a little bit short sighted. Like four weeks ago, the agenda was Collision has to get off to a good start, so that mm-hmm. match exactly. happening Collision. And yeah, now yeah. in the on the first of August, now it's like okay, well this this um, 
uh, this all-in show has to come together. So it feels a little... And also, it's also probably worth pointing out not to bleed all our stories here together. But obviously, they're, they're having serious injury problems. The card has probably been shuffled around. We got we got ostensibly confirmation this week that Jamie Hayter won't be at Wembley. Mm. Uh, Pack appears to be out. We haven't gotten any details as to the particulars of what's up with him. But he was acknowledged as injured on Rampage this week. It seems like he's out. So I'd imagine there's been some some shuffling. I would also imagine in the lead up to this show, they probably thought, I'm sure they were floating, you know, various matches, you know, that politically probably can't happen. Um, so yeah, what about you, Paul? What are you making of this, of this lineup here as it stands? I'm a little bit more forgiving of it. I think, okay. um, yeah, the pack thing sucks because he, he's a great English wrestler. wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got pack hater to the, to the English, the, to the, the bigger English players they have. The four pillars of English wrestling. Yeah. Two of them are two of them are down. Yeah. It's like Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, in good condition. There you go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's a bit of a, a, a kick in the nuts. But I mean, in ter- even on you know looking at it on paper, FTR Young Bucks. Yeah, the bill's not there, but it's ostensibly the two biggest tag teams they have on the roster. Uh, hmm. In terms of name and match quality. Um, Punk Joe feels like uh, a similar deal with a kind of a, a step into the past. Seems like kind of your equivalent of a, you know, a, 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 an Undertaker match. Let's say the, the, yeah. the, the, two of the big names from from not quite yesteryear because they're both still kind of active and on the go. But like, arguably their their prime was a little <laughs> a little bit in the in the back mirror now. Um, and then MGF and Adam Cole is kind of, as you said, the hottest thing going. So it feels like they're kind of serving a few different masters there. Mm, mm. Obviously, we would like to see something a little bit more. Something, uh, something historic. Something that yes. you wouldn't see on a, a normal pay-per-view. So yeah. we were talking about like Sting's retirement match. Yeah, Obviously, they're not going to do that because he doesn't want to retire yet. But that, yeah. that kind of match or like... That kind of thing, yeah. yeah. I was thinking back to last summer when the FDR had all of the belts and people were talking about a unification tag title right. match. Like something like that or, or a dream, just something kind of big and noteworthy. I, I don't see where that's going to come from right now because a lot of the big stars seem to be tied up and there's... Or injured. To come in unless Danielson they, as well, injured. You know, get, I don't know what, the, what they could book, you know. Unless someone special is coming in at the last minute, but it really doesn't yeah. seem like that's going to happen. And it's like, obviously, when they announced this show, obviously, people kind of went crazy with their fantasy booking. And that's going to happen. That's fair enough. But, like, mm-hmm. even look at stuff that this company has done, not that. Like, obviously, look, New Japan are going to want to do the big matches on Forbidden Door because presumably they get a cut of that. That is a co-promoted show that they mm-hmm. are also doing. So, but it's kind of like, man, you know, you did like Okada and Danielson, like in a normal sized venue. Like that's a, that is a match you could have sold as legendary and, and, and could only happen in this venue, blah, blah, blah. Um, but again, you know, political reasons and all this other stuff and, and, you know, in injuries, injuries are tough. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's been explicitly said, but it's been all but said basically that Mercedes Monet was going to be at Forbidden Door uh, and then she got hurt. And presumably that would have left the door open for her to do this as well. That would have been a big thing, a big momentous debut, a big momentous whatever for her on this show. Um, and the funny thing is now, you know, with so many like current people and AEW people hurt and not on the table for a big historic match, in a weird way, the the, the other kind of novelties that are on the table just kind of feel kind of hokey, such as like 
there's still it's kind of died down but there was all that rumoring and whispering about Goldberg in the summer and it's kind of like I thought that would have been a fun little novelty if the rest of the card was like mm. incredible but then it's kind of it's kind of like a wishy-washy thing and then one spot goes to Goldberg do you know what I mean mm. like I'm, I'm just throwing that out there just as as an example of because because they're also doing the ECW thing at the moment it's like these little novelties would be fine if the rest of the card was a bit more um you know a bit more see- legendary but it also comes back to the old conversation that happens every WrestleMania with the part-timers. And mm. it feels even more appropriate with All In is like, surely the spots for for a show of this magnitude with AEW should go to the AEW. The AEW guys, of course. Roster, yeah. you know? Mm. Um, I think it's just how you arrange them is the thing. Like, of course. Totally, the stars totally. are there, but we're not getting Omega Punk. We're not getting like, I don't know, MJF Hangman's never been done. MJF Omega's never been done. Sting versus whoever, you know, it just, it feels like the pieces are there, but they're not, Tony never gives us the, the first run exciting matches that everyone would love. Well, I mean, let's, always- see, let's see what else we get at the end of the day. I mean, I'm, I'm generally happy with the three matches. I think they'll, they'll be extremely good. I think MGF Adam Cole being the hottest thing. I'm expecting some kind of angle there, as, as mm. we've said before, in front of the hottest crowd they're going to have all year. Um, Maybe a world title change, um, but yeah. Look, do, I, I'm going. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I, yeah. I understand the criticisms that we've we've made here are, are fair. Mm. At the same time, we only have three matches announced. There's still time to go, and also the other thing is that some of these matches may only become legendary on the night. after after the fact. You know, retrospectively, yeah. I, it's, uh, it's fair that SummerSlam '92 card was shit, basically. Renovated <laughs> <laughs> by the Intercontinental. Well, yeah, but that was a one great match, one good match on there. WrestleMania yeah. three again, one oh, well, legendary, God, yeah. one legendary like, match, and one good match. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of stuff. How many yeah, but, WrestleMania thirty two? How many? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but, but, but like, I mean, how, how many so. times now? And I'm I'm totally playing devil's advocate here and anyone with an ounce of kind of uh, neutrality might say that I'm just totally AW brainwashed here. But how many times have we come up to a big show and said, the bill's not been there, the card, yeah. eh, and then after the fact, it's like, oh, it was a great show. It was, it was, it yes. was great. You know? Yeah. I think that's totally fair. I think that's, I, I think that's not even, I don't even think that's AEW brainwashed. I think that's reality. I think that's yeah. totally fair. And I, I, because I, I, my initial reaction to a lot of these announcements was, well, you know, uh, but as you were kind of saying, like, like yourself, Paul, I'm kind of the more I'm thinking about it, and the more I'm looking at it. I was like, I mean, these are going to be good as well. And the other thing is, is like Punk and Joe, for example, their TV match a few weeks ago was really good, but it was very obviously not. It was one of the most obvious. We're keeping a lot of stuff in the holster. You know, these are guys who famously wrestled for three hours. You know, across three matches, um, they very famously held a lot back. And so not only are these matches going to be good, but you also think every single performer, guys like FTR and the Young Bucks, they know the significance of this night. And they are going to do every, the the chamber will be empty after this show. (laughs) I mean, there's zero doubt. These guys are going to want to have literally the best matches of their lives on these nights. Um, so you look at those three matches, and again, even even as people who we weren't even into the angle when they were when they were feuding with each other, but the, the Cole MJF match was also really good already. Yeah. You know, so uh, I mean, not only are they, I, we're almost underselling it by saying, oh, on the night they'll be good, they'll probably be fucking great. You know what I mean? There's they, they're yeah. they're going to go all out, and 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 in a weird way, maybe not in a super super marquee kind of way, but 
it 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 is kind of a special kind of a legendary thing to to see a match that helped shape the indie sensibilities of 20 years ago in punk versus joe and seeing that manifest in the biggest show of all time in in this competitor brand that has genuinely thrived and succeeded you know i mean the there's there's a lot to be said that the 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 fan movement that started with with early critically acclaimed roh that grew into you know the western growth of support for new japan which grew into the fandom of the elite which grew into aew it's all cyclical in a way so that match is kind of a special thing in a lot of ways um even if it's not really a headline grabber like some of the stuff we talked about a few weeks ago well i just mean optically i think that match as it happened on collision versus that match in front of eighty thousand in a huge Mm. stadium it's going to have a different vibe to it and a different the camera will pull back oh my god look at all these people that are here it's gonna be great the atmosphere is gonna be incredible as well that's gonna boost a lot of these matches oh yeah yeah it will also we we had punk joe on our uh our all-in card so <laughs> stop listening tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're banned I, or he's, he's he's consulted our our fourth member chat gpt um, Ch- Ch- no chat gpt had punk omega did they? Uh, no. Joe, well, I'm Joe, sure he Joe tried. Joe wasn't even on the card. Oh, we left Joe at home. That's outrageous. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's um, yeah. It, it's and I'm interested to see how the rest of the card feels out. I mean, if you look at um, and if if we were to do our our, our best guess hazarding, okay, so it's like they haven't addressed J- Jeff and 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 Grado. I mean, I remember when I watched that clip, I was like, okay, they could be doing a match, and then when I watched, it's like or it could just be a silly thing to do while Jarrett's doing PR in, in the UK. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It didn't really come off. Like, I feel like he would have said, come find me a Wembley boy. You know, he would have done yeah, his Jeff yeah, Jarrett yeah, promo yeah. voice. If he, if that, so maybe that's not even happening. We'll see. But from, so. from, Imagine from, them promoting that on us TV. <laughs> Jeff God. Jarrett against Grado. I think, but you know, the funny thing it's, is, I think Americans probably love Grado. He's probably like one of the few British wrestlers they know who's still I around. <laughs> I think uh, he could be. He could be in a battle royal or something. He could come out in that as a guest, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, something thing, like that. I don't think doing a match. I yeah, my, my thing on Grado is, I think he'd be, he's a fine addition on the show if you're going to pay for the song. If you're going to get like a prayer, the song. then then go for it. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they have tried, like ICW have tried in the past, and I think. Even once you set aside money, I think her people pulled out last second or something. So I think there's a if you can get, I mean if you if you can get if you can get that and you want to literally just have him do an entrance and get tossed out of a battle royal, fuck yeah, go for it. Um, but looking at the uh, reading the tea leaves on the rest, um, you know, which can be which you know can be can be risky because I assumed they were going to do the RVD match at Wembley, which I thought was kind of corny. That's actually happening on on TV this coming week. So yeah. I imagine Jack Perry will culminate in something else at Wembley, so we'll leave that. Hook. Uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. I guess they could do a gimmick Tommy Dreamer. Match. Tommy Dreamer, oh, Bully stop Ray. Stop now. Stop. They can do that on Rampage. They can do that in Ring of Honor if they want. Uh, do, do that in Impact. I mean, that's where he works, so send 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 uh, uh, Jack to, to Impact. But uh, depending on whether they want to do it on TV, you could do Andrade Malachi, which I think would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, did everyone else... Are they, are they not doing House of Black versus The Acclaimed, though? This is my th- no, thing. No, 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 no. Because Billy, sure, Billy Gunn's retired. Allegedly. It is funny that they are really just selling... They're not even doing intrigue. They're saying, no, he's retired. It's a bit, which means, <laughs> so if they're going to turn around in three weeks and have him do another match, it's going to be a bit much. But um, 
there is AEW feels very chaotic at the moment because they're they do, they're doing that angle right, which you would instinctively say leads to the acclaim getting another match, and this time they mm-hmm. win. They're also doing House of Black versus CMFTR this coming weekend for the titles, which I mean, I if I I do not understand why you would beat CMFTR this close to Wembley with those big matches coming. So maybe they're winning. I don't know. Like that seems insane. Um, and then also, and then also, you've got Andrade and and Malachi still feuding. So I <laughs> maybe they're deliberately trying to muddy the water so you don't know what the card's going to be until they tell you. But uh, you've got that. Uh, as well, well, there's also all, there's all out as well. So they could some of this. True. It could they, be acclaimed yeah. versus CMFTR for the belts. Uh, that wouldn't make any sense. But you know, it, some combination of that some combination of that. Yeah. yeah, especially because like like the acclaimed. If they do, if 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 Daddy asked puts the boots back on for one last match, you know, and, and it's this or I call it a career. Presumably he has to win then. I don't think he's beating CM Punk. I don't think Billy Gunn is beating CM Punk. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's on the on the agenda. But uh, did everyone else assume when Sheeta won on Dynamite this week that was explicitly just to lose to Soraya at, at Wembley? No. Uh, did you not think that? No. Um, that was the... I won't say it was the first thought I had because the first thought I had was they're... They're doing right by a person who held the belt all through COVID and didn't get a proper run with fans. I did. That was my first thought. But my second thought was because it was very out of the blue. It's like she really just out of the yeah, blue. Yeah. But my second, my second thought was they've got no healthy Brits left. They've they've got the hater. You know, presumably hater would have been chasing for the title going into Wembley. But I was like, you know, I think I think they 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 wanted to have. They didn't want to do Soraya versus Tony, so they're doing. That was my assumption. I, I guess maybe I'm nothing. Maybe it not. Could be. I, I was going to say they are really lacking a big kind of. Women's baby, match. A big women's match, also a big like baby face moment. Because you look at the yes. top matches, they're all heel. Like Adam Cole's kind of threatening to turn heel. MJF's always kind of a heel. Punk's been playing heel. Joe's it's like that wh- where's the big kind of baby face on the ropes, lifting up the belt, confetti, you know, like, what where, who's gonna provide that moment? Right. And I guess Soraya is the closest to that being the kind of local star. The local star instead yeah. of but, instead but of hater also. As he's but also she, she won't be on the, yeah, on the night, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. but she won't be on the night. But I think that's the closest they can get without Hater being there. So maybe the, they are going to do that. On that subject, actually, of, of the heel, the heels kind of sweeping. I mean, if, if it could be some kind of tag or, or a six man again, but I'm I'm feeling as though the the BCC thing, best friends thing, is leading to Mox versus Cassidy. And if that is the match, mm. I think Mox is winning. I think that's the. I think yeah. the perfect the perfect um uh you know topping off the cake of a great run for Cassidy mm. where he's legitimized that title is a main eventer winning that title off him. You yeah. Know? Uh, but again, that's another heel. That's a, that's a, belo- a beloved character losing again on that show. Um, that's actually, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause, cause you think of, you think, of, you think of like the first fucking 15 WrestleManias were all defined by just baby faces winning, winning, winning. Yeah. It's, the, it's the biggest show. It's the culmination of all your storylines. Baby faces win. And I think a little bit of the magic was lost at 16 going forward when the, the mania results became a little bit of a mix. It's like, it depends on who, who's hot at the moment and what mm. we were, it, it stopped being the baby face victory celebration show. And it just started being another month on the calendar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Looking at that card. Yeah. you got a lot of heels winning. I, I presumably winning, you know, mm. um, but yeah, uh, at last we have a card of some substance to discuss. The only other thing is we we, we have to you, you can't have the biggest AEW show of all time without some variety of gore fest spectacle weapons match. Sure. And it, you could you could you could do Hook and 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 Jungle Boy, but I, I sure surely uh, Darby and Nick Wayne against Swerve and AR Fox has to be some kind of uh, 
some kind of fucking no rules of fucking Just, academy yeah. street fight or some shit you know <laughs> yeah um, i think it will be that'd be cool that'd be yeah. really cool um but yeah so that is uh that is all, that is the all-in card we will we will talk uh more about that uh uh as the weeks progress and as we uh as we get more info on it obviously dynamite on wednesday presumably we will have confirmation of the young bucks match and then uh, saturday we'll probably have our, our cm punk confirmation as well uh, yeah, speaking of all in, the, the attendance this week passed the 78,000 mark, which is notably the, the WrestleMania 3 or Meltzer's number for WrestleMania 3,000. <laughs> There's a few, a few muted variations on that one. But yeah. Yeah, now within probably 1,000 of the SummerSlam Wembley number and then 1,500 or so away from the uh, the big one, the 32. So, yeah. <laughs> We expect they've been selling a lot. They've been doing about 200 tickets a day over the last week. So I'd expect them to pass that in a couple. So, yeah, as I, yeah. As I, as I said earlier, at, le- at least once, I think maybe twice on AWTV, I think they were just calling it the biggest show of all time. They were just, yeah. they're just, they're getting there and they're saying, <laughs> which to be fair, I mean, like, even if you lowball the estimate, like, they, they'll sell a couple of hundred a day on t- they'll probably sell a, a, a thousand or so on the day people will do walk-up sales obviously mm. um so i mean it's gonna it's gonna clear it i mean it's they can it's- get the um QAnon folks who are buying cinema tickets for that for, for, oh, yeah, for people. oh yeah just go on aw's website and they'll just have a pay it forward buy someone else a ticket um <laughs> uh thing um yeah uh, it's gonna be really fun in 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 like a few weeks, just arguing with people about um, <laughs> the the all in number versus the people still clinging to the fake WrestleMania three number. Um, uh, that will never die, I'm sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, actually, speaking of that, one really fun, I couldn't, I didn't want to engage with it because it was so stupid. There was like, I saw someone, someone like it might have been WrestleTix or someone else saying, "Oh, here's here's where all in is, and and here here's," and it was like. Uh, um, 32 was above it. Now, this was before it broke WrestleMania 3. And someone in the replies is going, you don't have North Korea on there. And then someone <laughs> someone obviously pointed out, well, those people had to go to that show. And he's like, no, they didn't. Like, no, they didn't. They fucking did. It's like, no, they could have stayed home. <laughs> it's like, you people will just argue about anything. This is not a good use of your time. Like, oh my God. I do appreciate that everyone's just ignoring that, that number because yeah, it doesn't yeah. really count. Um, but yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it is incredible. And I, I do... I absolutely believe that the uh, the tease at Money at the Bank this year that they're going to do a WrestleMania one hundred percent because of this one hundred percent. You know, and and people deny that WWE cares about the optics of these things. You know, they hate not having the, the number one most attended show of all time. That that yeah. that that boils their their uh, their PP. <laughs> but uh, yeah, congratulations to. But they can to they AEW. can simply just say no. We had a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, so they can the, just the, the number they announced. But. Um, it's funny to think about in the lifetime of this podcast, you know, things were so dour that if you wanted to see, you know, companies flourishing outside of WWE, it was like, oh, you know, TNA did like 5,000 at Wembley Arena. You know what I mean? When they come over once or twice a year, good, healthy number for the number two <laughs> company in the world. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. how, how things have changed. Um, so well done to to them. So speaking of them, I watched a little bit of SummerSlam. Go on. Because uh, I was up watching Collision, which was also on at the same time. Oh, yes, the Saturday Night Wars. Uh, so I had a little uh, SummerSlam on 
on the tablet. I wasn't I wasn't really watching that much. I was obviously watching Collision more. Yeah. But I watched a little bit of the the Cody Brock match. Yeah. Which was good. Very long for a Lesnar match. He mm. normally doesn't do more than four or five minutes these days before he's a big purple lump. <laughs> uh, but it was quite it was quite good. I thought. Uh, I did not watch any of Roman uh, Jey Uso, but opinions on that I've seen have been all across the board. Yeah, it does seem like amongst the hardcores who love that, even a lot of them are kind of. I wonder, is this the jump the shark moment? Probably not. I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, Mr. Reigns, your angle has the momentum of a runaway freight train. I mean, you know, it, it is legitimately, I mean, we don't really, because we don't talk about WWE very much on this show anymore, but this was nearly a sellout of 52,000 people for SummerSlam. If you don't, if you don't follow WrestleTix on Twitter, let me just spoil everything for you. Every single taping they do is basically a sellout now. Like, WWE Dude. is legitimately scorching hot right now. It's just not our cup of tea, so we don't talk about it. Um, mm. But so I feel like it'll take it'll take a while for that to cool off. But people did seem sour on the conclusion of that. So after after doing the big thing where the Usos finally turned for Roman Reigns and they're not going to acknowledge oh, him anymore, yeah. they've now split the Usos and one of them is I I, I don't know I, maybe on SmackDown he'd be like I'm not a line of Roman I'm being my own I don't know maybe they'll do whatever oh, but they've oh. built all this up just to then have the Usos turn on each yeah. other and I think and the, people the match was was promoted as no interference as well and of course was it oh great copious interference yeah. love that. Uh, and because I was up, I also watched the uh, Jake Paul Nate Diaz oh, boxing fight. I saw Ouch. a couple of clips of that, and I was like, "I mean, is, like, are we reaching new depths of this being a farce, or is it just always a farce now?" You know, I mean, this is the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, this was this was I don't know. This was like watching League of Ireland. <laughs> For, so I watched him Ricky Gervais versus Grant Bovey. That's kind of <laughs> that was the original influencer fight. That was the original, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Diaz, who's always been known as a, a very tough, but like a, a jiu-jitsu guy, he was throwing punches that wouldn't have put a dent in a cake. And Jake Paul optically looked more like a trained boxer, but he, he gassed very quickly, and Diaz was hitting him, like, but not with enough power to do any damage. And, yeah, it was not a not a a, a real athletic uh, showcase. It was pretty much what I expected it was going to be. Um, I also saw a bit of the uh, Irish rugby, and I saw a bit of the Irish World Cup uh, performance. Did you see? I saw when when Ireland unfortunately got knocked out of the World Cup. Uh, I saw a picture in the paper of the the coach Vera. How I'm not, I'm not sure on, on, on her name, sorry, but she's like jumping up and down the classic, like, welcome home the heroes who lost two of their games and drew the other one nil all. <laughs> Here they are. Way. Uh, England doing a little bit better, Joe, despite the red card, uh, squeaked through on penalties uh, today. Yeah, we take, we what, take the wins, we go. What do you make of their chances given that uh, the US were, were knocked out as well? Um, I was optimistic with that, but they've not been playing particularly well. But I said the draw's pretty open. I think Japan looked good. Other than that, uh, Australia on home, home so looking good. Yeah, beat Ireland. Outside of, of them, yeah, I don't think there's anyone England couldn't beat if they play a little bit better than they did yeah. against Nigeria. So we'll see. So speaking of football, we have the old pr- 
Premier League. Before, before you complete your segue, did you have any other thoughts on SummerSlam other than other that's than all? No, 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 Is that no, all you no. want? You didn't watch all of it? No, I didn't watch. I, uh, I didn't. I didn't watch the Ron the match either. I heard that was the absolute pits. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, I mean, her wrestling career really seems like it's ending just like the MMA's on a whimper. Just, that's, just that was actually going to be a point I was going to make, but obviously we're going a little bit long in our intro here. But yeah. uh, how her intro into WWE was so hot. Mm. And then she kind of, even for her first year, did we give her rest of the year that year? Oh, we were, yeah. we were, uh, we were into her in the, in the first I, I year. I think you deservedly know. so. Yeah. And then it was just when she made her return, it's been, a, it's been a dud. That Royal Rumble, whatever it was, 20, God, 22. Yeah. 22, been, I think you. It's been a complete dud. The whole run. Mm. Dead. Deadsy. Um, although there's, there's something funny about it being billed as like an MMA fight, her and Shayna. And they still had had all the makeup on that they that they do, which I don't have a problem with generally speaking. But for what's billed as an MMA fight, make it look like an MMA fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, I, d- I didn't watch much more. Of some did I see anything else that I would remember? Cody, no, I- Cody Brock was the main focus. Uh, yeah. Caught a little bit at the end of Logan Paul Ricochet. Um, but no, nothing, nothing, nothing much else to report. Fair enough. Heard, yeah, heard, yeah. No, I don't remember if earlier this summer we did our results of our Premier League predictions for last year. I don't know you guys would remember. I mean, um, you're asking the wrong. Even as a member of this podcast, you're asking okay, well, the wrong man. I can quickly run through them again, and then we can do our predictions for this year. All right, all right. Uh, top four. And we'll give one point for a correct. An- we we'll give two points for a correct answer and one point for an answer that's in mm. the right section but not in the right spot. Right? <laughs> that fair for everybody? Yeah. Um, I had Man City top, two points for me. Uh, Joe had Liverpool, uh, who didn't even make the top four, so that's that's a nothing for Joe. Uh, I went Liverpool second, nothing for me. Joe had Man City second, one point. Uh, we both had Tottenham third, zero. Uh, I had Arsenal fourth, one point, and Joe had Chelsea fourth, zero. So you you had Liverpool, Spurs, and Chelsea in the top four, along with Man City, uh, which did not happen. Barry, oh, very yeah. controversially, predict, <laughs> predicted uh, that the top four, that they would all have a great time. Oh, okay. did that not happen? Um. I mean, by definition, yes. I'll give you. I'll give you a point for that one. Give him a point. Give him a point. Uh, f- then from five to eight, um, I had Man United, no good. Joe Arsenal, similarly, no good. Uh, I had Chelsea in sixth. Nope, they did not even finish in the top eight. Joe Man United, nothing. Uh, we both had West Ham in seventh. They obviously really underperformed. What? And then I had Newcastle United in eighth. They obviously finished higher than that. Joe. Nottingham Forest eighth place. I'm afraid not. Uh, Barry again, somewhat controversially here, says that the teams placed fifth through eighth will have less of a good time, but through stiff upper lip and a love of the game, they will get through it. Yeah, I'm having that. I'm having a point for that. Absolutely, we'll give you a, we'll give you a point for that one. Absolutely. Uh, relegation. So these three teams, all two points in any order. Uh, we had uh, I had Leeds, which is correct. Bournemouth, which is incorrect, and Everton, which is incorrect. Just about. Uh, Joe had Fulham. I'm afraid not. Tony Khan did quite well. Bournemouth, 
Nope. And Southampton. Correct. Uh, Barry, controversially, mm. went with Bournemouth, afraid mm. not. Oh. Uh, Manchester United. What? Not quite. <laughs> and Liverpool. Ah, oh, right, listen. Zero on that. Play one. The, listen, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the long bet. But if that, if that came through, I'd have. I know, I know, that would have. That would have. I've given you five points for that. Yeah, that. absolutely. Uh, top scorer. None of us went for Haaland. We both, Joe and I, went for Harry Kane. Uh, Barry went for Corporate Kane. Uh, <laughs> corporate Kane was not the top scorer. <laughs> player of the Year. Uh, uh, did Haaland win player, Premier League Player of the Year as well, I think, right? I don't know. Wasn't it De Bruyne? Maybe. Well, for our Player of the Year, we do have an asterisk that you're not allowed to pick De Bruyne because he always wins it. Um, I went with Mo Salah. I'm pretty sure he didn't win it. And I don't think Harry Kane won it either. And I don't think Roman Reigns won it either. Uh <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, tribal chief of the year, tribal chief, um, overachievers, uh, and obviously there's a bit of subjectivity with these, mm. so we can right. discuss whether we feel like we are right. I said overachiever Fulham. Now, given that you had them predicted for relegation and that they just come up, is Fulham a fair a fair shout for overachieving? I think so. See you over here. I, think I, mean, they I, have, I have seen a lot of talk lately that, that the graphs have been inverted somewhat with Fulham doing better and then AEW being less good in the last 12 months. <laughs> and we're like, Tony, we need, to, we need to invert these these priorities again. This isn't working for me, brother. Uh, Joe went for Man United as an overachiever. Mm. I mean, granted oh. how badly they did the season before, I, I'm going to give you that as well. Mm. From, from almost seventh just scraping through on the last day of the season to yeah. third. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, overachievers. Now, Joe, are we going to accept this? Barry's pick, the lads who run the VAR machine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say they probably, no, they didn't have a great season. I probably, okay. Uh, dang. Uh, definitely not. Uh, underachievers. Paul says, Leicester City. Oh. How about that Very for good. a pick? Very Relegated. Good. Very Joe, good. Newcastle. Sorry. I don't think so. Shit, wishful thinking. <laughs> Barry says those bloody referees. Right, am I right? The, uh, right, right again. Machines think, doing their job for them, right? I think, I think we'll say that that's right. Uh, FA Cup winner, I said Arsenal. Incorrect. <clears throat> uh, Joe says Manchester City. That's obviously the right answer. Uh, Barry says the Football Association. Uh, uh, I think I misunderstood the question. <laughs> uh, Carabao Cup winners, uh, I said Manchester United, which was correct. Uh, Joe said Man City, and Barry said Arsenal. Wrong. I was getting lazy, and I just made a real pick there. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Champions League winner, I went with Paris Saint-Germain. Mm. Not even close. Joe says Real Madrid. Uh-uh. And Barry says one of the Milans. And one of the Milans did get to the final. Oh, really? <laughs> but they did not win it. I think I did. Damn. I'll give you a point for that one, because I was quite out of left field. Uh, so the final scores, uh, Paul on 11, Joe on 7, and Barry on 5. Oh, so I'm the winner of the football uh, predictions this year. Uh, so let's quickly, and you know what? Let's save it for next week. Okay, it'll be one one week in, but in the name of timeliness, let's save our Premier League predictions for this year for next week. Okay, yeah, we'll get a lay of the land. Yeah, we get a little, a little, 
little head start, but we, we, we'll, we'll allow it. Um, so we do have a quick quiz anyway, again. Oh, hell yeah. Only in the name of quickness, I've only done the same amount of rounds as last uh, last time. Uh, it's Perfect Cannibal again. Okay. Uh, so I don't have a coin. Do you have your coin, Joe? Mm, yes. Now, I understand that it's not entirely fair for the person who's flipping the coin to be also be one of the participants in the quiz. But oh, sorry. Right. Right, Barry can call it. Do you want Tails, which is a harp, uh, or the the old majesty's head? Uh, let's go for the harp. Spirit of Ireland. Uh, it is the harp. There you oh, go. Oh, <laughs> So, do you want do you want uh, set A or set B? Uh, set A, please. Set A. Okay, so uh, as with last week, the first category has a defined number of correct answers, and then the second one is more open. Uh, there are 14 correct answers. We'll need 10 of those. 10, okay. And any clarification you need, feel free to ask. Okay. Uh, wrestlers with more than 55 minutes in a single men's Royal Rumble match. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, and that's not cumulative. That's one match a singular performance. They hit fifty-five minutes, and it is fourteen different people. This is going to be harder than than I think it might think. Okay, um, and this is I get I get one wrong. I'm out. Right? No, you get ten guesses. Oh, oh, that's it. Sorry, you get ten guesses. Okay, okay. I'll, all right, I'll, I'll, let's let's do the obvious ones first. Okay, uh, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit is, is correct. Ric Flair. Ric Flair is correct. Tenable, I should be saying. It's tenable. It's tenable. Those two are tenables. <laughs> oh, get work, Davison. I love that I corrected myself <laughs> right as Joe Kavid said. That's two. Um, uh, Kane. Kane is not tenable. Oh. So yeah, one, I should have known that because that 2001 is like a worked hour. It's not a real hour he's in. I should have I mm. known that. Uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryanson. Correct. He's actually top of the list with a, an hour 16 in the greatest so, Royal Rumble. That's Saudi one, but it counts. Um, yes. God, those are all the ones I fucking know. Um, uh, Gunther? Gunther is tenable this oh. year. This year. Hour 11. Um... This is just men, right? No, no women's matches. This is okay. just men. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, I don't think this is right. I was going to take a stab. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is not tenable. I'm afraid. Okay. Um. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. You would think so. No. Shawn Michaels is not tenable. Oh, there's one. There's an obvious one. I forgot. Rey Mysterio. Ray Mysterio is terrible, yeah, of course. Okay. That was yeah. one of the that was one of the big ones. Um yeah, so you got you have uh two more guesses, Barry. You're on five points. Okay, not bad, but not 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 great. Um uh, I'm just trying to think. I don't he was in there for a while. I don't think it was fifty five, but I'll go anyway. Drew McIntyre. I'm afraid is no. not terrible, Barry. Nope. Dang. Um one last one. Make it six. CM Punk. CM Punk is not Animal. Uh, right. Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumbles are not my strength. Now you're fourth. Hey, Joe, do you know any of the other ones? Do you want to throw out one or two? Randy I'm getting Orton. points for it. Randy Orton. Randy Orton is tenable. 
Really? Uh, 58 minutes in 2021. He has the exact same time as another person in that match, Edge. Uh, Also, Bob Backlund in 93, Triple Mm. H in 2006, Jericho in 2017, Roman Reigns in 2016, Finn Balor in 2018, and of course, in 1999, Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Ah, Right. Joe, for your one. Let's do it. I need 10 wrestlers who entered the Royal Rumble at number one. Okay. Um, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is correct. It's it's tenable. It's tenable. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say, oh, God, I'm going to meet him. That was in 1993, of course. Yeah. Um, Ted DiBiase. Uh, Ted DiBiase is tenable. Do you know what year that was, John? 92. No, uh, oh. oh, maybe. No, 1990. Oh, 1990. Okay. So, fuck, it was it 92? Was it British Bulldog? British Bulldog is tenable. That was in 1992. 1992. Yeah. Um, Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels, of course, is tenable. Um,. Steve Austin. Steve Austin is terrible. Yes. Um, this was it. Edge. Edge. I'm looking for the year here. Give me a second. I just have a list of all the years. Mm. Edge. Uh. Edge is tenable, very good. Yeah, 20, <laughs> 20, 21. Um, Chris Benoit? Benoit, 2004, right? Mm-hmm. I'm fairly so. certain he is. Yeah, Benoit, yep. correct. Um, God, seven seven so far, Joe, so you got three more guesses. Uh, ooh, um... I'm going to say, I can't remember which one it was, but I'm going to say Axe of Demolition. Axe of Demolition, 1989, correct. Yes. Um, this is the Axe. This is the this Smash. Uh, the right, two more, Joe. Just, you want to go for the full 10 again? Uh, God, who's this? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, looking for him now. Um, Dolph Ziggler is correct 2013 and um, that's going to be like some obvious ones but yeah one more think of them oh Chris Jericho Uh, give me a second now Jericho would have been I think he returned as number one Uh, I'm not seeing Jericho here uh, Jericho was number two in 20, 2003 uh, yeah, that might, that might Jericho be. is not tenable Joe so only nine points for you Ooh, a good performance not bad yeah I won't go through the full list of uh, people it's, it's funny because the the, uh, the Royal Rumbles we might know the best uh, from like the Attitude Era you, you the, the number one's very difficult is like, it like D.Lo Brown or Scotty D.Lo Brown in 2000 is, is yeah. tenable Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy in 2001. I was thinking oh, of you. Yeah. Rikishi in 2002. 
Punk. Uh, CM Punk was was correct as Shit. well. Undertaker, Miz. Uh, Miz twice, actually. Mm. Roman Reigns to 2016. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. Big cast, Rusev. Anyway, we won't go on that. Uh, now we come to the second half. Barry. Mm. Any 10 wrestlers, please, whose name contains the letter X. I got... <laughs> Multiple messages last week about getting like Otani before Orton and things like that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we move on. X. Any anywhere in the words? Anywhere in the name. This week we don't have the same rules on the names. Anywhere in their name, the letter X. Because okay. last week was starts with, so there's a bit of ambiguity of what start. Okay. Rest, wrestler whose name contains an X. Uh Excalibur. Of course, we'll give you that one. Grandmaster Sexy. Correct. Uh, I, I, once again, I'm immediately going niche, but Sexy Eddie. Um, <laughs> of the season, of like early Xs. 2000s CZW. <laughs> um, I remember him with the fountain of blood coming out of yes. oh, Yeah, yes. most most notable. Yeah. How um, many Xs has his name? Quite a few. Like three, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, oh, uh, Jima Ion. <laughs> Very good. Uh, there's definitely some really fucking obvious ones once again that I'm. Let me, I'm just, let me just double check Jima Ion because I must check spelling. Or maybe it's a Z. I like it. That might be wrong, actually. Uh, Zima Ion is not ten. Oh, okay, right? yeah. That that is with a uh, with a Z. Um, Zima Ion. I'm afraid. Yeah, I that was a Z. Yeah, I, okay, I, I could not accept. That's fair enough. Um. Zaya Brookside. Correct. Uh, Lex Luger. Oh, very good. Um, They're not all mad. Church of Church names. Yeah. Um, right, that's six so far. Oh, four I wonder with this list you're looking at, will it, like, will, if people have competed under multiple names, does it just have one oh, person? For, not, well, I can only accept a person once, but any. Oh name no! I'm not. I'm not using to get. I'm not trying to get multiple yeah. names at one person. I'm saying, but would they have yeah. like Kaz XL Big Bill when he was on the Indies? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely accept that. Okay, excellent. Okay, um, um, uh, Xavier Woods. Very good. Uh, Xavier from Ring of Honor. <laughs> Very good. Um, I think that's eight. Eight, okay. So you've, you've one more guess because you've one got more guess for me. Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Zaya Lee. Very good. Mm. All right, that's correct as well. Now, um, let me just Zaya, Zaya Lee. Yeah, is absolutely fine. Uh, so nine points, giving you a total of fourteen. Now, before people write in, Zima Ion. Not correct, but he did wrestle as Shima Zion, which did have an X. Oh, really? Okay, well, that's all but, right. But I, I'm, I'm going to have to pick you up on that's Zima, right, that's fair, that's Zima fair. Ion. No. Um, so 14 points. So, Joe, over to you. Wrestlers whose name contains the letter K. Kane. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that's Kenny, terrible, I should say. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Kenny King. Uh Ken Doan. 
Someone's been watching Barbie recently, I feel. King Haku. Duke's it is. Macho King Randy Savage. <laughs> you could have just given Haku, that would have been fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Randy Savage. Can I can I have Macho King Randy Savage or is that mm. not Gamma? That's a that's a border. Alright, we'll, I won't have Gamma. Fine. Fine. Uh, fine. I, won't, I won't give you Macho. No, that's that that's really me splitting hairs because the name wrestlers whose name the wrestler's name is still okay. Randy Savage. Okay, think, fair enough. Um uh, uh, Eric Rowan. Oh, very good. That, that is, of course, Tannable. Uh, three more guesses, Joe. Um, Kip Sabian. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's got to be a call, beginning with a K, but I can't think of one. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts. Of course. Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's nine. Nine, nine score for Joe. Which Jack him- Perry. Give me bonus points. Going. Jack Perry. <laughs> no, stop now. The quiz has ended. Right. Uh, when you're going through the Kens, I was expecting Shamrock to oh, appear. Of course, yeah. Ricardo, and, uh, you could have had Gotch, Fredericks, Anderson. Oh, yeah. Anderson. Well, Anderson, yeah. I think Kenny Chaos. I think we might have been a WCW wrestler. Anyway, Joe, you are this week's tenable winner with a score of 18 to 14. Well done, Joe. Well done. Very good. Very good quiz. Yeah, very yeah, easy so. quiz to make as well. Yeah. <laughs> some of the other ones we've done. All right, thank you very much, Quiz Master, for uh, another great quiz here. Uh, We will jump on to the wrestling this week. We're on a bit long here, so we might just hit the highlights of the shows. thought Dynamite bounced back this week. Dynamite was better, I thought. I was still missing a little something, um, I think, but uh, good matches, good angles. I think the big thing from the week was the the Wayne Academy attack (laughs) from AR Fox and Swerve. And I mean, I thought this was a great bit of business. This was real. This is real elevating Swerve up, making him a a, a real Mm. hot prospect for me. I thought it was fantastic and just walked the line just right. Could have easily descended into into comedy or or, or absurdity, and I don't think it did. What did you boys make of it? Uh, Yeah, very good. Kind of won won me over in this feud, which I was a bit (laughs) lukewarm on. But I think they're a good partnership. And uh, yeah, good stuff. It's like horror movie shit, wasn't it? Well, we know that he does that. I mean, Swerve is so obviously right on the precipice of becoming a a, a very big deal. It's just me as well. I haven't heard, I haven't seen anyone talking about it or heard anyone talking about it, but it's just me or is Swerve also physically bulked up quite a bit? Bulked up? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking, he's he's looking looking in main event shape, boys. He's, he's, uh, he's looking swole. He's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Main event white. Come on. Yeah. Because I was th- had in my head swerve very lean, always been very very lean. Yeah, and lately I've seen yeah. big arms, big chest, and especially on, on the indies as well. Like when you and I would have seen him, like he was because he's tall as well, so he he had a very long kind of, do you know what I mean, physique. But yeah, he's 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 bulking. I think for certain he's looking he's looking swole. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's I mean like with wrestling the way it is, and and we just as we were talking about earlier with the all in card. I mean, you know. 
injuries and people, you know, unavailable all of a sudden. I mean, he's the type of guy that I think if, if, if you know, if they were to go through some kind of injury bug, I mean, he he's pretty much ready to just slot into that top spot if if they needed a, a heel in a hurry. But uh, yeah, this was great, and I think I think this I think this angle is really good. Like we said last week with 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 AR Fox, yeah, burning through stuff kind of quick, you know. Uh, but nonetheless, it's good stuff, you know. I like AR Fox especially with uh, Swerve. Insofar as Swerve to this point has been only paired with either useless trash or <laughs> kind of the embassy, but the embassy hasn't like no one he's been paired with, which is, I guess the point I'm trying to get to no one he's been paired with really fits his character or his aesthetic. Mm. Whereas yeah. AR Fox seems a lot more like a real person <laughs> as far as yeah. being a character goes, you know, um, swerve with Brian cage and the, uh, Trench and the, the other boys. Yeah. He needs he needs to drop Prince Nana though. I'm sorry. But oh what? Ah, I'm a big Nana defender Nana. now. That guy's that guy is Z list manager. No, he should be coming oh, out. He should be outrageous. coming out in the middle of the Royal Rumble, accompanying I, Brian no, Cage. I, I I do like Nana, but I agreed that I would take him away. I think Swerve and Ar Fox need to be more of a serious unit. Yeah, Swerve oh, doesn't well, need a promo. Swerve that doesn't is need also a promo guy. Like, I think they'd be better off without him. Maybe they can turn on him and be just, yeah. You know, yeah, I, why not they beat him up? Yeah, that'd be, I'd be yeah. totally on board with that. Or you could just quietly just kind of move them away. You know, have have Nana be more with Big Bill and, and Cage. I think he works with them. Know? I think they need a, a But they need, yeah, yeah. You don't, want, you, don't want Cage. you don't want Cage doing your talking, you know. Oh, God, he was fucking useless. Did you see that promo <laughs> they did the backstage one? Oh, my God. Yeah. First, the first, like, first, okay. first, first day of wrestling school. Really <laughs> <laughs> threw at the power plant. <laughs> yeah, no, this was great stuff. I mean, I, but give Nick Wayne the credit as well. I thought he served his his role perfectly as well. Um, and I'd be totally on board with a a Nick Wayne Darby versus Swerve and Aero Fox at Wembley yeah. match for sure. Hey, what do you do with Sting? We've got to get a stink match, surely, at Wembley. Yeah, I mean, I'll do a six-man... Uh, <laughs> get, get Nana in there. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, absolutely. A six-man with Sting and Nana, and like, <laughs> and it can just be it can just be the usual Sting and Derby weapons insanity. Sting, sting with a splash off the Wembley arch. Off the top of Wembley through Nana, and that's Nana <laughs> being written off for a couple of months. Um, just seeing the ultimate like new Jack dive that, that he ever saw. Um, I actually forgot about. It. I actually forgot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Given given that he is um, Darby's mentor, I, it, it would make sense that they throw down some kind of challenge and then uh, mm. Swerve pulls out a third heel and then Sting makes the save. Um, I'm trying to think who. I mean, yeah, you could just grab Big Bill or Kale. Like Cage is fine in that kind of role. He could be the, he can be the third man on the heel team. Um, oh god! I'll actually, you know, I don't want to see Sting yeah. taking Brian Cage spots. Fucking dying. Oh <laughs> big Bill, it is. Yeah, Big Bill, it is. Yeah, um, Big Bill is great. Anyway, Big Bill is fantastic. He's big. He's big. He is big. He's, He's big. big banter. He's um, Bill. The thing with Bill is he's big. <laughs> which I got. Which Bill? Which Bill? Large Bill. Oh, large. Yeah, large William. Um, but he's like not immobile like a lot of the giants that we see yeah, wrestling. Yeah, he's no. good. He's good. He like, can dance. He cut, cuts a rug. You know, he's, like surely he's the, he's, he's like properly the best big man to come along since like the giant in 96, 95, oh. whatever he debuted. 
because like he's a big man oh. who could actually wrestle. He's yeah. not just a big lumbering oaf like yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry boys, but you're Kali, you're Satnam. Oh, you're, you know, the likes of that. Uh, who else? Who's, who else is really big? Uh, like uh, um, uh, Amos. Amos. Modern, modern big show. You know, being honest, they they they, they carted <laughs> yeah, him out for the, the QG match. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This this guy is is really huge and is I don't even want to say capable. A very good wrestler. Yeah, we get big show Sting uh, all in. That'd be good. I wouldn't, <laughs> but I'd like it anyway. Bit bit of history, you know. Um, uh, elsewhere on the show, we had Mox versus Penta versus Trent in an Anything Goes three-way dance. Very fun. That was very fun, yeah. Lots of crazy stuff in it. Uh, Trent got the win, which I thought was somewhat surprising, but I guess they very. Ha- had to give some legs to the suit. Because the funny thing is, like I think we, we joked about last week, they've, they've been putting bre- best friends back on TV, but just to get obliterated constantly. Mm. So I think they, they needed... They got like, obliterated on Rampage as well. But that's, yeah. And maybe, that was, maybe this was to give a bit more heat to that because it was like if if they didn't win this one then rampage would have just been the 10,000th time they've been killed Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah good match good fun match um and then uh, what else did we have here we had the mjf cold promo which was pretty much just kind of what you would expect uh mjf came out and he did it was very similar to some of his punk stuff where he did the real kind of humanizing uh i was bullied and i have add and, and 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 that stuff which which it's 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 interesting because it's kind of like he's laying it on so thick that you're waiting for the swerve to come, and it did come in the punk fuse. He did he did a very similar promo, and that was to ultimately kind of swerve you. But this time, I kind of feel like what what I do like about the thing is I don't actually know which way it's going to go. This could be classic MJF, or that that promo could just be to get some sympathy on him because he's about to be turned on by adam cole mm-hmm. i had this conversation in the week and this is what i people were saying to me you know we've seen this before same thing we've seen before and i was saying well the difference for me is that we we've literally seen the kind of topics we, we talked about by mj before i believe this is the first time we're seeing it where the character believes what he's saying and yeah. that that's what makes it different that's what makes it new um that this is like the first time we've seen mjf really put it out there without an ulterior motive of tricking someone into a false sense of security. And I hope that's what it is. Like if it was, if it were just leading to him doing a turn again, oh, I fooled you guys. Okay. We've seen that before, but we've not seen MGF do this promo and it'd be real. It'd be I don't mm. say real because it was a wrestling promo, but it'd be from the character perspective, real. And that's what makes it interesting. And that's what makes it different. So um, uh, I'm I'm curious to see if if we get if we get a turn before Wembley or maybe the big signature moment of Wembley is going to be that's what I would do some sort of treachery. But it's funny if the, if it's going to be Cole doing the turn, does he win? I don't know. These these are all these are all questions we will ponder in the weeks coming up. I suppose yes is my answer to that. Yeah, I mean a lot yes, of people he turns and yes he wins. A lot of people in the in the old fantasy booking would have uh, MJF going for the real world title at all out the following week. And I yeah, guess I guess it would make sense for him to not have the AEW belt going into that because then that's unification and it's too soon to do that. Uh, yeah. So maybe he uh, yeah that'd be a, that's a, that's a good that's a good wrestling angle loses loses and then instantly wins the other belt and you could go back to the Cole rematch for the next big event. Yeah yeah, there's, there's possibilities there. 
Uh, as it stands, though, it was just very much the kind of you're my buddy, you're my pal, and and I said I'd give you the title shot, and I am giving mm. you the title shot, and and they all hugged, and everyone was happy, and they yeah, all lived happily ever after. Um, and then the main event was Shida versus Tony Storm. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, as I said, you know, leaving aside the, the the possibility of the of the kind of Soraya match, I did think this was a nice thing for a person who had an entire run because, like, literally, because like they've got like Tony Storm was using it for heat, but everyone does talk about that as like the pandemic era. Do you know what I mean? That is yeah. what her title run was defined by. Thought it was nice for her to get it here in um in front of a real. And it was a good crowd on Dynamite this week as well. Uh, match was good, not not the best Tony Storm match, but good. You know, all right, uh, main event. Um, and I don't see a clear path as to if it's not Soraya, what the what the match will be of all in. Because um, we've got three weeks and no real challengers that jump off the page at you. I think like they're building Brit up for something, but would they do Brit Shida? That seems that would a, bit... be a very odd cold match, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think. Anyone wants to see that? Um, no, I think you may be right, Soraya Shida. Soraya makes sense. I don't know that she wins that match, though. Well, well, I think Wembley. you'd be putting Shida in a terrible spot to have her win in Wembley against yeah. Soraya. As much as I've no interest in like Soraya with the belt, sounds not good at all. <laughs> I think it's a short term thing. It's fine yeah, for the moment, and then yeah. she drops it next pay per view. Or she could like, drop I, it all out before you know. Yeah. It was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, literally, what literally, just do that. That's that's that makes all the sense in the world. I think that I think that's perfect. Um, because uh, yeah, I'm not one of these people. Like you know, I, I know Meltzer has weirdly been banging this from that you have to have tons of British involvement. You have to have Osprey. You have to have this guy. You have to have that guy. I, I I don't think so, but I think I think you do have to have a, a British person on the show winning a big match. I think you have to have that. I think it, it's silly not to. Um, but uh, we will see. Yes, yeah. No, no real. No, no clear. Um, no clear. Uh, kind of direction on that and we are time is ticking away so i'd say this coming wednesday they probably have to have a they have to have an angle and a, and a challenge laid down we'll see um uh, that's kind of it of note from dynamite unless anyone has anything else they want to bring up um, that was the big stuff oh i got i kind of worked myself into a shoot when kenny talked about appearing on dynamite oh, rampage ring of honor collision i was like yeah He's gonna do a run at night, and we all slapped our thighs and said, "Ring of Honor, get out of here! You, you were not going on Ring of Honor." Uh, yeah, I think he was just being a little cheeky boy. Um, but hey, look, they're doing FTR Young Bucks. You yeah, know? I mean, I assume Young Bucks will be on Collision before the pay per view. I think that's likely. Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be very funny if if. If they if if the Joe match is a is a red herring and they're actually doing Kenny and Punk at the show, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Punk comes out. Yeah. I don't know what that other guy was talking, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, we we will see. I suppose we didn't talk about it in the news, but the elite the elite all resigned. Um, yeah. uh, Multi year deals. Um, you know, I I and they they kind of alluded to this in all their comments, but. No matter how eggshells are being walked on it, I could not fathom them on like a personal pride level being like chased out of the company. I I yeah. never really thought that was going to happen, but uh, they put pen to paper, and there you go. Um, yeah, that's dynamite for you there. Uh, I did watch Rampage, blew the dust off the old uh, Rampage subcategory on fight. 
um, booted it up, and there was a hardy tag match. And I said, ooh, where is the remote, please? I'll fast forward past this. Thank you. It was a very nothing edition of Rampage for the most part, but I did watch mm-hmm. the, the parking lot fight two which um, uh, uh, I don't think it quite captured the magic of the first one, but it was fucking great nonetheless. Um, And it was wild, and it was bloody as anything you'd you'd see. I think I might have even enjoyed it more than the first one. Um, Although I I didn't think the first one was like five stars or whatever. It was was a little bit overhyped. Surprising that they dropped this on Rampage, of all things. Um, this would have been a perfectly fine Dynamite made event. Very strange. Yeah. But then I guess because Dynamite's live in front of a crowd pre-tape before Dynamite wrapped Dynamite and then throw on a little bit at the end. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, really good. I mean, this this was kind of the violence you, you would want from like a blood and guts match. Mm. Yeah. Without a load of better nails and a dildo on a stick (laughs) it was just it was your cars it was like an iron circle match from back in the day cars in a circle and they fight right yeah to be fair there was a uh a barbed wire barbed wire board brought out at one point by chuck taylor i think tried to light on fire didn't quite go on fire yeah um yeah it was all right it didn't quite work but. just just have have it in a gimmick like don't don't actually siphon gas on just have it in a bucket of <laughs> petrol <laughs> no, no it's, it's real it's real this is like nick wayne having to unlock his phone for real <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I thought it was really uh, violent and gritty in, in a way that felt like a, a fight that I enjoyed. Um, Absolutely. A lot of blood. Trent's back was all bloody. Oh, fucking loving it. Yeah. Great. The rest of Rampage was absolutely worthless, no, as you said. It's totally true. Yeah. Except there was one bit where Chris Allender was doing squats with Renee on her back. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, that was good. Renee, Renee is the MVP. Renee interviewing her while being in a fireman's carry. Yeah, Renee is Renee is, is is great value always. Um, speaking of great value always, bloody collision this week was oh, yeah, was, was top notch. The real the real highlight of the week. Um, that you sure? I, I thought it was a, a slightly. How dare you? How no, no, dare no, 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 you? No, 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 not bad. But like we've had we've had some bangers lately of of collisions this was like a, a solid b plus collision yeah. it wasn't yeah. anything but i i think that's kind of what made me really excited about it was this was not this was not them going completely ham but i was like this is even this is a kind of a quieter week and it's still i think i think we talked on this show for the first the first collision episode how we, we we didn't quite feel the distinction with dynamite it was maybe paced slightly differently but we didn't really feel it they've they've stuck with that pace and now it does feel different like this is not to be too hyperbolic about it, but this is more. This is really what I want AEW to be, which is which is uh, which is matches, long matches. The format of the show is pretty basic in a good way, no nonsense, um, and uh, uh, you know, not uh, you know to the back TNA style after every single thing that happens. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I do think a pick on this on this show. Go well, on. Though. No, no. I'll get, when we get to, it, I'll, I'll, I'll just I'm just getting people ready so they can sit in a chair and be ready. To... Well, our, our our boy Big Bill and Brian Cage did uh, they did come up short against FTR. Uh, Unfortunately, which Brian was, Cage uh, did a little dance, or sorry, Big Bill did his little his little dance. Yeah, and then he got slapped by uh, an FTR's uh, man. 
Tara's <laughs> mom, who was, it was funny because he was he was beaten down on on cash, I think it was, and she was just stood there like not really acting well. Yeah, I, lo- I love when they get the family members involved, and some of them just like they're off. They are just normal people who happen to have wrestler kids, and because they're not they're not in acting mode. You know what I mean? She wasn't like, oh no, my son. She was just like. Okay, I have to wait for him to come over now so I can slap him. You know, it was funny. It was great. <laughs> At least she got the slap in. She got the slap. You know, a good slap. Which, sure. And it's not because he's fucking big as well. So she had to reach up. It was like she was like like yeah. trying to swat a fly or something. Um, but yeah, good match. Good match. Very good match. Kind of end, ended out of nowhere a little bit. Uh yes, yeah, yeah. No. Um, which is fine, but it it was good. It was good. Uh, we also had, um, what else did we have on this show? We had, uh, uh, Statlander versus, uh, Mercedes, which I thought was good. Um, and angle afterwards with Diamante and, uh. Yes. Yeah. Who? who? Uh, Diamante, you know, Di- well, actually I was about to say. Oh I, I, yeah. It, it, she was on TV three years ago. Here's I, my. I, I was actually just about to say, I don't even know if, I can't remember the last time she was Speaking actually on Speaking of television. the pandemic era. Yeah, um, I will say though, for someone who has not been on television in years, they did the angle that will almost always get a, a reaction, which is she's it was so obvious she's not coming to help the baby face, but still, nonetheless, people went, "Ah, oh my God, she's beating up Chris Statlander! Can you believe it?" Here's my my first nitpick of Collision. I actually, realize I've, I've two. Go on. F- first thought is the point of the angle is an AW we've, we've talked about this in the past I've done this a lot where they do like too many too much stuff in one in one segment the story has is to get Diamante and Mercedes over as this unit Diamante runs down and the two of them put the boots to Stat. to uh, Statlander and, and stand tall and that's the end of your segment but then they had Willow come down just let yeah. the heels come out on top of the segment and then I think Statlander's music played or something it's like no yeah because she won I guess but yeah, uh, but yeah and also yeah like we were saying last week with AR Fox where they played the video package establishing him then had the match then had him turn then had him feel bad about turning then had him confront Darby then had him interfere all on one show as like you could have like had Statlander and Diamante talking backstage well, or something I mean, to- here, here it's not even about the the overall cumulative length of the feud or whatever but just an individual segment it's like when i used to work in in training i don't mm. anymore but i used to be a trainer one thing i learned was with it like a powerpoint presentation right one slide one idea don't don't if you put too much stuff on it it loses its value right mm. one wrestling segment one idea so the idea is they have the match diamante comes out afterwards and there's a turn they beat up statlander mm. that's your segment you don't have to then have someone else come out and run off the heels like the heels get the heat, and that's the point of the segment. They it yeah. should go from their victory, or they didn't win the match, but they're kind of standing tall at the end of it. Cut to the back, or go to the next segment. You don't have to then have someone come out and run them off. That kind of defeats the purpose. And we had something similar. I'll go straight to my second nitpick in the main event, which had a really fantastic angle of Starks, uh, you know, whipping uh, mm. Steamboat with a belt, which was I thought was tremendous. Yeah, but then the show didn't end with Ricky Starks. Oh, uh, he he didn't win the match, but he got one over on Punk. He won this battle. It was like Punk came back, ran him off, and Starks was gone by the time the show went off the air. Yeah, the, ling- the lingering image was back on Punk. Let let Starks have the moment, and this go off the air with Starks having like Starks stood on top of the ramp with a big sneer on his face. Ah, look at look what I did. I didn't win, but look, I've I've fucking beat him up. But Starks was, like gone by the time the show ended. 
it kind of it lost the a bit of the power oh, of the segment in my mind. Maybe we get Ricky Starks versus Sting, and he can avenge. Because what do you do with Ricky Starks Sting, now if he's not wrestling? I was actually thinking well, that while we were running down Wembley, I was like, I know you can't get everyone on the card, but you should get Ricky Starks. You've been, they've mm. they've really made an effort to get him back on track, and they've done well. I think he's been great the last few weeks. Yeah, I don't think he should be missing this show. He's too he's too hot a prospect. Um, that's actually a great point. Sting, Sting and Starks would be great. Oh my god, great. Um, uh, he did also do the thing with Liger, so they could they could do oh. a, a, a kind of you know disrespecting oh, legends. Yeah. Sting, ah, oh, yeah, Sting coming out now. Has Sting? Sting has not done a singles match though since he's in this AEW. No, no, this would be his first. Um, which would be. I mean, Starks is great, but it, it, that's that's a tough. They could call. do that's, it as a, like a they could do a gimmick just to. Make it, yeah, arm, it, arm wrestling match, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's st- toe wrestling match, yeah, something uh, really interesting, yeah, that's actually interesting. Starks, yeah, Starks hopefully will not be uh, uh left on the sidelines, but um, yeah, so uh, um, we were on, yeah, Mercedes, Mercedes and, and Statlander was really good. I think about Diamante as well, as obviously she has not been on television in, in years and years, but I mean, there's been a lot of talk about this division lately, you know, a lot of criticism and, and, and fair enough. I, I think part of the problem is you just got to get bodies on TV. You need you need to do these kind of angles, get people over because it's just kind of like it's like the, the, the women's division feels like it's like two or three stars and then a rotating cast of jabronis. And it's kind of like <laughs> that's just the watches. <laughs> you cheeky little fucker. But uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's get some of these people who are just sitting around on the shelf let's get them on tv and let's have some new stuff in you know fresh fresh blood or what have you so uh they're doing the tag anyway next week diamante and um uh uh mercedes versus willow and uh statlander so that's next week's collision um what else was on this show um before the main event um oh metallic and jay white was all right um uh, not much to say about it uh, you know the bang bang gang are, are entertaining Um, we had the acclaimed sit down uh, where they act like Billy Gunn was dead um, (laughs) and like never coming back Um, you know uh, yeah it was weird it was yeah it was not even kind of like oh who knows if we'll ever see him again it was like no he's gone and thank you for the memories that Mm -hmm. was that was the gist of the interview which was odd Um, but uh, yeah I assume he'll be back at some stage um yeah, and I think that was it then. Just the uh, just the main event then. Uh, uh, Starks versus Punk, which I thought was very good. Um, uh, enjoyed Steamboat uh, in his in his limited role, and then yeah, the angle at the end was fantastic. So um, yeah, any other notes on on that main event? Just let heels get their heat. Stop running them off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That main event was good. Again, I, not nothing I'll remember in six months' time, but it was mm. good. I remember the angle. I remember the match. That's that's real Vince Russo thinking though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Speaking, Speaking of Vince, of Vince Russo, I watched Dark Side of the Ring again this week. The Bash I also did one, which for some reason wasn't the finale episode, even though it one hundred percent should have been because it's the most interesting topic they talked about all year. Instead, we get Marty Janetti this year or this week. Yeah, I ain't watching that one. I haven't, I haven't watched in um um uh since like the second or third episode. Yeah. I've I've steamed through them in the last week. 
it's just been they've been very basic and also very depressing and and it's not been a whole lot of like shocking stories it's been a lot of just this is a bummer yeah yeah, yeah. I, I said to Broder like we'll watch this one and I was like just trust me it'll be it's it'll be stupid you know so <laughs> we can we can watch this um, so in order of how well they came off I will have Jeff Jarrett at the top yes Vince Russo in the middle yeah Eric Bischoff the big dumb stupid cow right at the bottom yes um and I, you could see Bischoff defending what happened uh, and, and again look objectively speaking at the end of the day Hogan had this clause in his contract end of story yeah the fact that Russo didn't agree with it sorry but he does it's a badly run company what do you want this is the end this is at the end of the day what story is but Bischoff defending this horrible creative that him and Hogan had come up with as if it was the most obvious thing to do in the world. We're going to have that Hogan leaves after this, this bullshit finish, <laughs> yeah. Hogan leaves with the championship, and then we do a tournament, and then right as the final is going to happen, Hogan shows up again and goes, no, no, no. It's like, that's not a good idea. In fact, that's so bad, it might run your company into the ground and, and they won't exist anymore, which is inevitably what happened. Uh, I mean, Russo's idea only slightly better. You're, you're kind of between: do you want to be, you know, kicked in the balls or or have a stick shoved up your ass? It's like, well, which one? Do you prefer, which of these two horrible ideas do you prefer? But uh, yeah, I thought I thought Bischoff came off as horribly deluded, totally with his nose up Hogan's ass, um, as and as if it was, like everyone still loves Hogan, as if everyone was going to be on his and Hogan's side, even though. They, he, especially Hogan, wasn't obviously involved, but Bischoff came off as a total idiot. And, mm. and, and Bischoff kind of like, he's never he never editorialized on whether or not it was a good or stupid thing that Hogan had his creative control. He was just like, I was just like, he has his creative control, and that's that's the end of the conversation, Vince. is like, he daren't even fucking 20 years later go, and listen, I know it was fucking stupid for Hogan to do that. It was bullshit, and he shouldn't have been doing it. He just kind of went, that was it. I forgot to tell you that I don't. I've somehow in two months not talked about this on the show. I'm, I'm reading the Nitro book um, oh, yeah. at the moment. You know, very well regarded book from a couple of years ago. It was on sale for like two quid if you got the digital version on Amazon. There, if you went mm. back and I got it, I don't have too much. I haven't finished it. I haven't got too much to say. And it's it's very hard to sell a WCW story these days, right? Because we've heard it all, right? We've we've it's six right. ways from Sunday. It's been relitigated a hundred times. But what I think the writer does really well is. Um, he talks a lot of TBS people and WCW marketing people and production people, and it's real. It's not just going. It's not just going to fucking Bruce Pritchard for the seven hundredth time and going. Of course, someone like Hogan had never turned heel before, you know, in this business. You know, it's not just doing that, and uh, um, uh, you know, it's not just doing that bullshit. So that stuff is great, but you do still have a lot of just having to read certain excerpts and roll your eyes. And a lot of it is every second page Bischoff going, oh, that, that person said I was like a, a psychopathic shithead backstage? No, no. I was, <laughs> see, my problem was that I was right all the time and I was actually not spending enough money and the suits really wouldn't let me. And I, 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 had, I had a genius idea and then these shitty little wrestlers wouldn't do it. And it, it's just like, like it, it's the exact same tone as this episode of Dark Side of the Ring. It's kind of like he's just, 
uh, a lot of stuff you you know that he knows is bullshit. He just kind of matter of factly kind of fence rides on it, and then there's a bunch of excuses and no, not really. It didn't go that way. It, 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 what actually happened was this version where I sound really sensible and correct. Um, you know, so so that 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 was reminding me during this uh, this bash at the beach. Russo, yeah, Russo. If you didn't know anything about Russo and this was your first exposure to him, he would come off less obnoxious than the others. But nonetheless, yeah, all his ideas were fucking stupid, and 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 like like there was no, regardless of who was right or wrong, there was no good ideas pitched for this show, bro. The day before the pay per view, I asked who should be the champion, and they said Booker T. I said we're doing it, bro. Yeah, uh, that's not a good idea either. Really, <laughs> you should build to some kind of match and do it. But um, yeah, and obviously Russo himself, in the years that have passed since, has also revealed himself to be a an idiot of similar standing i would say yeah but just individually here when it, when it comes to this individual case uh yeah i think i think bischoff came off the worst of the two um but like i said like we said and like bischoff said they gave him that clause to get him in and and for better or worse he did a lot of good stuff for wcw and ultimately he did a lot of bad stuff for wcw and tna <laughs> Because Bischoff and Hogan also went over and killed that promotion off. Uh, one wasn't enough for them. Um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good episode. Kind of what I want from Dark Side of the Ring more than character profiles, which they've been doing a lot of lately. Mm. Um, and so yeah, so we'll finish with Janetti, and then that's Dark Side of the Ring done for another year. And I don't know how realistically how many more stories they can squeeze out of the. Uh, the wrestling they had to do a, a brawl in i suppose or brawl out but uh that would actually be really interesting it was so recent though you know and and some reason who would you have to talk about it yeah like, none, no of, none of the key people would talk about it so you'd get you you'd only get the worst fucking dregs talking about it yeah. um i mean ftr would probably go do it but <laughs> uh, be, but, but uh, no one no one who's actually there of any importance would do it um yeah. you know, brian, brian pillman jr uh, yeah pillman jr uh, matt hardy he'll talk to fucking anyone about it um yeah uh, cutler you know um, yeah. Jericho, but anyway. Jericho with his voice changed. Yeah, I'll be blurred out. Yeah. But he's also still the narrator, so he's like, <laughs> except for one person who yeah. chose to speak on condition of anonymity. What a legend! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> he's a silhouette with a spiky jacket on. Yeah, <laughs> just the painmaker silhouette. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, uh, Dark Side of Ziring. Um, what movies have we watched this week, boys? Well, I went to the cinema. Ooh. I know Joe also went to the cinema. I saw Barbie Ooh. in the cinema this week. Are you a Barbie girl? Um, <laughs> to, a, to a degree. So, I, I, I did quite like it. I thought it yeah. was very, 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 very funny. Which is the most important thing. Uh, Gosling fucking star of the show. Uh, his Ken, very, very funny. I'm also aware of the irony of a movie like Barbie, the the star being a man. Uh, so don't bother pointing it out. Makes you think. Um, <laughs> makes you think, doesn't it? Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was really funny. Basically, everyone who was in it was really good in it. Uh, Robbie, the perfect Barbie, I would say. Of course. Um mm-hmm. 
But then I also thought that story-wise, it was quite messy. Mm. Um, in terms of they go to the real world and then they come back and the the Mattel board come back and then they don't really. I'm not going to hopefully spoil anything here, but like they don't really do anything. Really do like anything. that doesn't really lead anywhere. The 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 ultimate resolution of the story didn't really make sense to me either from what the, the kind of message they're trying to get, get across. And they really were hitting me over the head with the message of the film. Yes. I, I, like, I don't have, have any problem with, with the message of the film. Cause I, I think it's super refreshing to have a movie about a girl's toy. Cause we've yeah. had for years upon years upon years, it's been power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. And they have that. plumbed the depths of the boys section of toys. And Arrows. Not, not that <laughs> girls can't enjoy those as well. But yes, but we know what you're saying. I can yeah. make a film for like, little girls, and it's, it's been a massive success. Why is that? Because they're fucking starved for things like this. Because yeah. when you get a Barbie movie, it's Barbie and her friend go to the mall, and it's horrible CGI, and that's your Barbie movie. Now, now they got a proper, big, not direct to DVD, proper big movie, and my God, what a what a wonderful thing! But uh, in terms of how they get the message across about the patriarchy and the, the the role of women in society and all this. The way they do it in the film is the characters just literally say it <laughs> again yeah. and again and again and again and again. And it's it's like it's not a very subtle film. It's it's pretty much wearing its message on its sleeve. And I found that a little bit uh kind of uninteresting, more importantly, but also if, if that is a thing generally you just like in films is is when they make it incredibly obvious you know what the theme is then that it, it will it will bug you regardless of what said theme is you know yeah but like I, at the end of the day the the, the, the takeaway for me is how kind of first of all how how great it was to have this film exist because the cinema when I saw it was again packed full of little girls mm. and can I just as well say Little girls way better behaved in cinema than little boys. Let's <laughs> make yeah. like, like more, more of these movies because those girls just fucking sat and watched the movie and weren't on their phones or talking yeah. or running around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but just like super, super funny and, and in a way that I did expect it was going to be much, much funnier. Like just a straight, a straight out comedy. It's like a straight out comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, music was great in it. The dance sequences were great in it. Um, pretty much across the board, I, I I was happy with it, apart from the few criticisms. I made. Yeah. Um, and then not in the cinema. I watched Beetlejuice last week, and then uh, Paul Rubens died like the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I figured let's watch another very early uh, Tim Burton movie. His first one, in fact, right before Beetlejuice. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which I'd never seen before. And I mistakenly thought that Pee-wee's Big Adventure was based on a TV series, which I know he did Pee-wee's Playhouse or whatever. Yeah. But actually, it was Paul Rubens did the stage show, then the movie, and then a TV show. Right. In that order. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was nothing like I expected it to be. Uh, The only way I could describe it is it would be as if David Lynch directed Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Okay. Um, it's 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 that same kind of road trip movie as Dumb and Dumber is, but it's got like a Twin Peaks kind of feel to it, where it's, he meets all mm. these weird and wonderful and eccentric characters along the way. Uh, very fun, very very fun. 
but also very odd, <laughs> very strange. Uh, kind of Tim Burton-y, and I would say tonally similar to something like Edward Scissorhands in a sense. Uh, less so Beetlejuice, but definitely has that early Tim Burton feel to it before it just became all about the visuals. Definitely has a specific feel to it that I that I enjoyed as well. And then finally, I watched Death on the Nile. On oh, Plus. the uh, yeah, the, re- the remake, not the nineteen seventy eight original, which I've also seen. Um, so I we saw the trailer for the new Poirot movie, and it looks like a horror movie. Uh, and what the hell? So I said, okay, well, if they're making another Poirot movie, let me at least see the previous one first because I saw Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, it was okay. I prefer the the 1970s. Uh, I think Sidney Lumet might have directed. Same guy who directed 12 Angry Men. I think he directed Murder on the Orient Express with like Sean Connery and like a really great cast. And then I watched uh, the original Death on the Nile. Very long. It's like two and a half hours long, which is way too long for this kind of campy murder mystery movie. But it was okay. And then Evil Under the Sun I watched, which I really enjoyed. That was like my favorite of the original few that they made but now they're not doing evil under the sun they're doing an adaptation of a christie book halloween party and they're calling it a haunting in venice i think mm. it's called. uh but uh, yeah to get to the point death on the nile oh baby what a big pile of shit <laughs> yeah uh, i i hated pretty much everything about it mm-hmm. um it uh and, and the problem is with death on the nile that's two adaptations they've done now i don't really like either i think death on the nile has at its core a really well done the murder mystery element of it is is good. I, I really like the the way that's plotted. I really like the twist and the explanation. And there like there's a good film in there. They're ju- they just haven't made it yet. Uh it looked like shit. The dialogue was shit. Gotcha. The performances were shit. Yeah. Um Brana confirmed idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Bad director, bad actor. Why he showed up in Christopher Nolan movies with a bad accent, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this was this was a stinker. And uh, yeah, I mean, when when your when your leads are like Gal Gadot and Arnie Hammer, like they were both fucking terrible. When Russell Brand is in a movie and he's not even in the top five worst performances, <laughs> I mean, what do you say? I actually thought that Russell Brand was like one of the better people in it. Yeah. Uh, that, but that speaks to more how bad the general performances were. Mm. Uh, Gal Gadot may be the worst cur- actor currently working. Yeah, uh, she's, yeah just, just terrible. Uh, Hammer, not much better, to be honest. And Brana, I don't know. I, I would say stick to directing, but he's not good at that either. So I don't know what to do with Kenneth Brana. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's all right. Just, just. I mean, Belfast, I thought was pretty good. Belfast like, was good. These these like whimsical movies he does are are terrible. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, awful. Avoid. <laughs> yeah, it looked it looked pretty dreadful from every everything I saw. Yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot. I mean, it's just you're. I, I I don't know. When is the when is the bloom going to go off that rose? Because she she like she's just gets she gets work everywhere. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. I don't know. The funny thing with with Gal mm. is. Um, like in a lot of these movies, she has like a strong accent, right? Because mm. she's from like Israel or whatever. But she's like reaching Arnold Schwarzenegger levels of plays a character with the most American name. Yes, just sounds completely mad. Yes, like 
uh, like Howard Langston in Jingle All the Way. Yes. <laughs> I'm Howard Langston. You're my favorite number one customer. And here she's like, Gal Gadot is Lynette Ridgway. Sorry. <laughs> she isn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. I mean, like, is, is Gal Gadot like a big star? Like, are people racing to the cinema to go and see this film? Like, that, like that's, that's Hollywood. Like, that's I mean, mean, to be fair, I think Death on the Nile was in a little bit of development hell for a while as well. And that was also a COVID movie as well. Like, I don't, like not this specific one, but just in general, like she's, she's like Netflix gave her that big massive check for the, that rock movie, you know, I mean, Ugh, that fucking thing seemed like a money laundering operation, how much money they spent on that. That film stank as well. Um, you know, but I'm just kind of like, okay, she's shit, but you know what? There's lots of shit actors, right? And it's about who's a star and who gets people in. But I'm like, like you know, are people racing out to see Gal Gadot? They didn't go, didn't bother. Well, I was about to say Wonder Woman 2. That was also a COVID movie. But you, you get where I'm coming from. Like, anyway, we, we won't we won't get sidelined, but bizarre. Uh, yeah. Anything else for, for movies? Just for Joe. But you don't. Oh, uh, Blue Jean. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I saw it at the cinema, which is a movie about... A, a gay, a closeted gay teacher in Thatcher's Britain in the eighties, um, during a time where some legislation called Section Twenty Eight, which was being passed, which was essentially uh, banning the promotion of homosexuality in schools, essentially any mention of homosexuality in schools. Um, this legislation is currently being passed, and it's about this teacher Jean who is kind of dealing with her sexuality. Um, while this kind of backdrop of you know, societal change is happening. Um, it's a really interesting movie. It's it, it looks amazing. It kind of reminds me of something like an After Sun or one of these just just kind of beautiful, independent, small movies where the lighting in every scene is like fantastic. And you kind of wonder why like most movies don't have great lighting in every scene. <laughs> like just that's just how you make movies, isn't it? Mm. But, um it, it looked great and um the the the, the acting is fantastic. Um, what I particularly liked about it is um, the the character, the main character. It's kind of about her internal struggle, rather than just being you know she's not just a victim of homophobia that, right. that does kind of exist in the background. It's more about her internal her internalized homophobia and how she kind of wants to present herself as gay and how what that means for her identity and things like that. So I kind of really explore sort of her as her struggle as the kind of the bad guy rather than having a cartoonish kind of homophobe character who's just like okay sis guys it is a lot more kind of subtle and a lot more interesting Mm. than that so i i really really enjoyed it so if you do get the chance to see that one i think it's on like bfi player it's not probably not going to be on the mainstream kind of streaming services i don't know it may Mm. pop up there at some point but if you do get a chance to watch blue jean i would uh, heartily recommend it it was very very good very nice. Okay. Uh, some good recommendations there and also a Gal Gadot film um, uh, <laughs> uh, for this week. What about Tele Goff this week? What have you boys been watching? Nothing notable for me. No, same as myself. What about you, Paul? Uh, I've been watching uh, Righteous Gemstones Season 3. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which is back, I think, a step up from Season 2. Okay. Uh, but it might be a question of uh, expectations because season one I thought it was great. I likened it to like Breaking Bad, mm. uh, but like funny, but also very dramatic. Season two was for me a big step down, and maybe now because I'm not expecting that same level as season one, 
I'm a bit more open to the show, kind of what it is. Um, yeah, very much enjoying uh, season three. Has again a little bit more of a a, a different story to it. Mm. Uh, Righteous Gemstones, for those who don't know, it's a uh, Danny McBride helmed uh, comedy, black comedy drama, I guess. Mm. Um, about a, a group of uh, what would you call them? The Pre- kind of uh, preachers, Ev- evangelists, Ev- evangelists, right? Yeah. Hello, exactly. Um, with Danny Danny McBride, John Goodman in it as well, who's always guaranteed good performance from him. He's great in it, um, and it's kind of it's kind of them as if you know mixed with a little bit of good films, I guess. <laughs> They're not portrayed as as the clean living uh, Christians you might expect them to be. Um, so season three, a little bit, a little bit more palatable for me uh enjoying it quite a bit i'm halfway through the seasons nine episodes each episode is only about half an hour so you can get through it quickly enough uh, and the other thing i'm watching is the soup mm-hmm. uh which i am back on the soup uh aired on the e-network from 2004 to 2015 <laughs> uh and i i kind of got into it initially as a guilty pleasure and then just a pleasure i just kind of like always like the acerbic kind of mean comedy to it uh talking about shows on their own network kim kardashian and like calling them fucking idiots on their own network i, I always enjoy that uh joel McHale and his his uh style of comedy on that show so i'm in 2012 i ha- i don't have the full back catalog unfortunately those early episodes are just kind of lost to the ether mm. before oh. before before McHale got the hair transplant um but I have 2007 to 2015. So I'm currently in 2012 because I, I previously watched 2007 to the middle of 2012 and I just picked up where I left off. Uh, and that's a show I'm just consuming like crazy. Just throw mm-hmm. on for 20 minutes in the middle of the day and just have a good time. Um, so very, very mu- much enjoying that. Currently, we're, we're uh, going through Lindsay Lohan and her troubles, hitting people with her car and doing cocaine and her mother appearing on TV everywhere. Oh, God, to, yeah. Get, get some of that fame. Dina Lohan and her dad as well. The Lohans. What a family. Uh, so yeah, so very much enjoying that as well. You don't really get any shows like that anymore. Just no. kind of take- well, they, tried, they, they brought the suit back mm. uh, in 2020, but with a different host. No. And lo and behold, it was a big old bomb Rubbish. and got cancelled. I think they ran like 12 episodes and got mm. cancelled again. I like yeah. They, um, they don't have that that Harry Hills TV Burke kind of thing. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. No, the, the, there was an element of that to uh, Desus and Mero's various shows, which yeah. I always similar. Another show actually that like specifically the the Vice era. That show is fucking impossible to watch online unless you are in like Australia and have the Vice <laughs> website app or some shit, which is like now barely exists because they laid off everyone. Uh, yeah, that's a show that's but similarly kind of riffing on the news and just yeah but not very i mean even that's that's a niche show on a niche network even that's not a, a big thing yeah it's kind of i i think it's probably gone out of vogue in an era when youtube and that are all commenting on cultures 24 7 you know what i mean you don't need a a primetime television show to yeah. do it i suppose mm-hmm. um yeah uh i haven't i haven't been given regular updates but I, I i am still watching nirvana the band the show 
uh, kind of slow to a crawl. And I don't know what, no particular reason. It's it's excellent. It's very very funny. Oh, you started watching the TV show? I oh, the, the TV show. This. Yes, yeah. I don't think I I I, I talk, Actually, I don't think I talked on this show since I finished no. the web series. <laughs> it's great. I mean, it is. It, they they you know um uh the the um the episode with the kids from the hospital oh my god it's so good so so good i actually don't think you you told me about this episode before i got to it uh the the episode with the um uh the can where they go to can to promote an actual film and then make an episode of the show like <laughs> insanely good like so like so fucking funny um uh and just like you know in, in this uh, kind of in that like Nathan Fielder ballpark of just a, an absolutely bizarre blending of fiction and, and reality. You just kind of have to admire that episode. Yeah, he's talking to Kevin Smith outside, and then a woman comes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Kevin Smith just being so like unassuming in a in a weird way. Yeah, all all really great. The um, oh God, the Star Wars episode. Oh my God, I was crying at the Star Wars scene. I mean, it was just so so ridiculous. It was just so so ridiculous. Um, the, 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 I wouldn't call it much of a low point cause I still, I still really enjoy it, especially by the end. I, the one where, where Jay was thinking of leaving the band and they go to the buffet. I was kind of like that one didn't have as many laughs per minute, but I think that was in service of a truly great climax. The ending yeah. is fantastic. So, so yeah, it's great. It is, it is fantastic. It is yeah. a really fantastic I mean, I th- show. I think it comes out the gate with the. The, the poster episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is great as well. Yeah. Have you finished this season then? Have you finished first season? Or? I'm not. I have like two episodes left. Um, okay. Or one, one or uh, two episodes left. The, the, the last episode. Yeah, I'm looking I, forward I'll to say it. nothing, but that that's the one I was crying laughing at when I reported myself a few weeks ago. I may, I may, uh, I may try and squeeze in the, uh, an app before, oh, before bedtime here tonight. Hell. Um, yeah, qu- top quality show, hilarious. Um, that's that's uh, 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 TV for this week. Uh, games, kind of more the usual. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I think I need to finish some games. I'm playing way too much of what I got. Like, I'm still playing Dead Island Two, Star Wars, uh, Pizza Tower, which I talked about, um, Dave the Diver, which I talked about, and then I added one to my my rotation this week because it was on sale. And I panicked because I was like, it's a new release. And it was like 45 quid. And I was like, oh, get it now. <laughs> I got Street Fighter VI um, just, okay. in time for, just in time for Evo, boys. I'll be ready next year for the tournament. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not a fighting game guy at all. And I'm certainly not a Street Fighter guy. I just do. I just don't have the brain for it. I don't have the, the, the brain for the the chess-like machinations of fighting games. Um, uh, but it, it, everyone's raving about it, and it was on sale, so I grabbed it. It is really cool. It is super, super cool. Um, one thing I have to give it credit for, and the most recent Mortal Kombat games do this as well, it really goes out of its way to assume you are a little Dumbo who doesn't know anything about fighting games. Like, if you watch Evo and you don't understand half the terms the commentators are saying... Like this game, yeah. this game literally teaches you the vernacular. It has like it, it's got a basic tutorial where you go, here's how you move, here's how you attack, this is how you do a special attack, and then it gives you all the options of the game. If you go back into the training option, you realize there is there is hours to be spent in there um going over the basics, the advanced, and the the meta nature of the game. Because the chess euphemism, that wasn't me just outlining my dumbness. Fighting games at a high level, they are they are like that. It is about anticipating moves and and things like that and and the the tutorial if you want to you don't have to do it because they they make you do the basics if you want to you could sit there and uh, practice and go over theory fighting game theory on 
cross-ups and momentum and punishing and X, Y, it's so, so deep. And on top of all that, they also have reams and reams of character-specific tutorials. So you can you can go in, you can pick a character, and they will say, okay, this character is ranged. They do they do this. You you might want to approach a fight this way. It's so so in depth. It's great. Now it's still a little overwhelming because it's like an it's like an insurmountable task trying to explain all this stuff to a newbie. But it's a super commendable, and I think they do a great job with it. They also have an optional control scheme where you can, instead of having to do your classic, you know, your Street Fighter fireball motion, where it's, you, you turn the stick a quarter circle and you press punch, uh, they've, they've implemented a new control scheme for casuals if they want it, where your special move is now just on triangle on the PlayStation, right? So you don't have to enter a fancy button combination to throw a fireball as Ryu. Triangle just does it, um, which right. the, the trade-up for that, though, is that in normal controls, triangle is a separate attack that you don't have when you're playing in this time. So it's kind of like, here is your training wheel control scheme. Play the, play with this, get to grips with the meta of the game, and then as you feel more comfortable, you can play with old school big boy controls. Um, it's it's great. It's super great. And uh, other than that, I mean, it's, it's Street Fighter. It's cool. It looks nice. They've got a new cast of characters. It's got tons of options. Um, I haven't done their story mode yet, which is like their big innovation this year, where it's kind of like a open world running around creating a character completely unheard of street fighter thing but like making a character and running around an open world city i haven't done any of that yet because the character creator it would like cure what depression you may have from the fight forever one it's a proper (laughs) it's a proper 10 million sliders make a freak of any description and and i want to sit down and do that properly uh but yeah it's good even for a, a a complete philistine like me who knows nothing about fighting games it's it's super cool um, but yeah, that's that's what's been taking up most of my time this week. What about you, Paul? I finished Luigi's Mansion 3. Okay. Very much enjoyed it. Still had reservations throughout about the controls and, and all of that. But still, a good, a good creative game. And then Nintendo announced fucking Zelda Oracle of Ages and Seasons coming to Nintendo Switch Online. I said, ah, perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Something to tide me over between Luigi and Starfield next month two oh, new God, Zelda yeah. games that I've never finished. Uh, so I'm playing Oracle of Ages. Uh, three dungeons in out of eight, I think. So I'm coming up on halfway through. Uh, it's great. I mean, one thing I love about these games, first of all, they both feel a lot like Link's Awakening, which I played on Switch recently as well, uh, which is kind of the weird feeling Twin Peaksy Zelda. Has, I hate to reference mm. Twin Peaks again, but that kind of feeling weird Zelda game. It, because it these are the other two Game Boy Zelda games. They have that very similar feel to them, but also have the different Capcom feel that Minish Cap has because Capcom developed, I don't know why, three Zelda games for Nintendo, these two and Minish Cap. Hmm. Um, So it has that similar Link's Awakening feel, but also has the Capcom difference. And so it makes for a completely kind of unique feeling game. Uh, Yeah, really good. What I like as well, they did between Oracle of Ages and Seasons is unlike the Pokemon Red and Blue, which obviously inspired this. Uh, it's not just two games with very slight differences. There are two very different games. Different games, yeah. Uh, one of them, which is specifically more puzzle oriented, and the other is more action and combat, mm. which I like. Uh, so you can, if you just like one of those type of things, you just play one of them. And then obviously the way it works is if you play one, the other one acts as a sequel, which I was looking a little bit more into. And it's like, I was looking at a guide because the way I'm playing it is I'll play whatever you want to call it, the chapter, play up until a dungeon, finish the dungeon, 
And then what I'll do is I'll look at a guide and see if there's anything I missed pre to the prior to the dungeon. Uh, and it has like its rundown of all the things you can do. And then it says linked game. You can also do this. So it seems like if you've previously played the other game and used your whatever password you get when starting the new game on the other one, yeah. it unlocks a lot more extra content for you in that second game, uh, which is really cool. So Oracle of Ages, I'm, I'm playing on Switch at the moment and uh, very much enjoying it. And I'm hoping that Ages and Seasons will uh, will last me until the start of September, at which point better make sure I've got room on my Xbox for uh, for Starfield. And by the way, I fixed my problem with the Xbox that I was talking oh, about. Oh, I forgot. Yes, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I got on to um, support. So I was, I was on a text chat with Xbox support. And while I was talking to them, I was trying stuff. And they were like, turn your Xbox off and turn it back on. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Uh, and while while they were saying that, I went into this, the audio settings. And I'd been trying different options and seeing if anything would work with no success. And I just did a full reset on the mm. settings. There's, there's an option for reset your audio settings. And that just fixed it. Okay. And then I said to, to the guy I was talking to, I was like, oh, what you suggested fixed it. Thanks very much, because I'm a nice guy. Uh, let him get the win. Yeah. Let him get the win. I worked in, in customer support my, myself. I know how it is. Uh, but obviously what he did was useless and didn't <laughs> But I got it resolved just in time for Starfield to come out, thankfully. Did you get your Lego yet? No. Fucking Lego. They've sent out four times and I've not received one of them. I'm giving them another week and then I'm really going to say, what are we doing here? Just fucking put tracking on it. It costs like Two euro extra. Put some tracking on the postage, then we can see where the blockage is. What happens? They just keep sending it to me, and I just keep not getting it. Like, what? What do we do then? We don't learn anything from that. Anyway, no, I did not get it. Yet, is the answer? All right, tune anyway. in next week for uh, a possible update on that. No, there uh, won't be any update. Is, is, is the problem? Uh, we will be back next week to give you more all-in thoughts. What about the music? We didn't do the music. Oh, very. sorry, I'm segueing too early. Apologies. Give us the music rundown there. Uh, I listened to "Sweet Dreams" by the Eurythmics. Uh, oh, great album, which obviously features the song bum, bum, "Sweet bum, Dreams bum, bum, bum. Are Made of These," which is like a billion play. Uh, song on spotify mm. uh, a couple of other good songs on there and yeah it's right up my street it's it's kind of 80s synth electronica mm. uh and a few you know some big pop tracks on there but also some more kind of experimental stuff in the middle so very very kind of good listen quite enjoyed enjoyed the old Euros mix very good very good uh i listened to blur's new album finally the ballad of darren mm. and it's good it's it's I would say closer to like new Arctic monkeys in terms of it being a little bit slow and a little bit loungy. But it's mm. it's good and it's got a few a few good tracks on there. I gave it two listens while I was doing my thirty one thousand steps the other day. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. There's not not much to report on. It's a little bit like I say, a little bit a little bit slower than I expected. It's not like song two and park life. It's got a very different kind of more loungy vibe to it, but uh, it's perfectly listenable. And then I re-listened to an album that I was maybe a little harsh on recently, PJ Harvey's uh, I Inside the Old Year Dying, because I gave it like a review where I was like, yeah, you know, it's the same thing as the Blur, and I'll probably be reviewing the Blur one again in a few weeks. But uh, I was like, yeah, it's perfectly listenable. It's fine. But uh, similarly, I would listen to it while I was out for a walk. Mm. And so maybe it's that thing of, 
when you watch a movie or or listen to a, a record or whatever to just kind of be in the right mood for it first of all but also give it kind of the attention so i, I just got my big expensive headset on sat down on my bed and gave it a f- proper active mm. listen you know and i got a lot more out of it to be honest um uh i think uh, it's very like creative first of all it's 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 kind of haunting in a lot of ways and uh i was also reading the lyrics and kind of I normally, when I listen to a new record, don't read the lyrics as I listen. But given this was my first listen, I thought, oh, let's read, read the lyrics as well and try and follow along. And like, yeah, I, I honestly got a lot more out of it this time than I did the first time, to the point that I'd actually give it a big old recommendation. Because the reason I re-listened to it is because pretty much every review I read about it since I reviewed it was like, this is fucking the best album of the year. It's brilliant. And I'm like, oh, maybe I maybe I didn't give it the, the fair shake it might have deserved. So uh, on re-listen, it's kind of like The Witch. <laughs> guys i was wrong it's you're, great. you're always able to admit it at least oh for sure um but th- but that's the thing is is i i think you know with with movies and tv and and anything you know you're, you're you don't have to have one opinion on it you can revisit something and say oh actually i like it or don't like it or whatever and uh big thumbs up cool Alrighty, and now I now I can do the segue to the yes. finale. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with more all-in thoughts as they come in, of course. More music, more movies, more games, maybe a quiz. Who knows? Um, so do check back as always. And check podcast.com if you want to pop us an email. Uh, actually, oh, let me double check I got an email this week and I think I forgot to read it <laughs> I may have uh, okay well we're running late anyway I apologize to that person I think I got one we'll read it next week chairshoppodcast.com uh, and fill out the form and I'll read your email at some point I definitely <laughs> yeah. got one I'm just remembering I definitely got one but we'll yeah. leave it for e- now e- email it to Joe or myself if you want it to be <laughs> yeah. read on the show alright so big preview for next week and email is being read um, thank you everyone for listening we will talk to you all very very soon it is a goodbye from me Barry it is a goodbye from Joe Goodbye. Let's go back to Paul. Goodbye. I could foresee it from a mile away. This whole oncoming disaster. You think it's bad now, oh man, why don't you wait? You won't believe it comes after. It's all a game of confidence. Hey, shit, enough for-